that's not the topic list. That's just our own podcast threads. That's just me looking at people saying nice things to us. What the f*** is going on down there? Whilst I plan and conspire, uh, I'm going to say that we're also recording a podcast. Hello, welcome to WTF at TFW episode 602. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time here uh, in the northern frontier, and I'm joined by my fellow cowboy, Aaron. Yeah. Yeehaw. Giddy up, little yes. doggies. Yeah, we hit all of them. We did it. Uh, how you doing? Doing okay. Just got back from a vacation where we went to a nice uh, uh, beach cottage that was like a block away from the beach, except for it was in April in Michigan and kind of cold and kind of windy the whole time. We got a, we have a snow warning for the weekend here. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's going to be in May when that snow warning happens. Uh, well, congratulations. I, I was going to say, I like how the concept of vacation right now is like, we went to an isolated spot that we have access yeah. to, to get yeah. away from all this noise. And was, and like the, the one funny moment that I had kind of out of a lot of this is there was like a single road that went up and accessed this area where then it was like three or four small town blocks full of these little beach cottages. And this the one road by the long beach area had a lot of parking spots and every third parking spot had a car in it with somebody sitting in it. And it was like five in the evening, five in the afternoon, you know, it's not like, and it's, you know, facing West. So I could see like, if it was right at sunset, a bunch of people coming for a beautiful sunset. No, why are there like, and it's like every third parking spot, this is weird. And so then we like went into town to get some groceries because it was a full kitchen and this Airbnb. And then we're driving back and had the windows down and, oh, yeah, Michigan legalized. Yeah, that's why they're all sitting out here. I they're was, all hotboxing. Okay. I was, was going to – I'm not going to say I was going to say it, but also I was literally <laughs> going to say that. I was like, that's either hotboxing or a drive-in movie you didn't know about. No, it was it was like very clear uh, what uh, what all of them were doing. Was Mich- Michigan, you said? Michigan has legalized, Con- yes. Congratulations, Michigan. I, I think that's now every state around Indiana. <laughs> has has some level of like, except medical Indiana? yeah not indiana oh. when when michigan the entire, when, the entire state's gearing up for a contact high when 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 michigan legalized there were a lot of stories about indiana state troopers like just across the line that would find any excuse to like oh i think one of your Ugh. license plate lights are out let me stop oh i spell i smell the devil's weed let's uh go ahead and pull you out of the car toss it inside out yeah i found some flakes that could be oregano in the bottom of the 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 seat mats here let's go ahead and it's like sorry and, sorry and write indiana. a bunch of stuff up sorry indiana is board game area control rules you have been surrounded concede yeah, yeah. concede <laughs> you've played risk this doesn't end well yeah, yeah. Like, unfortunately, you lost. <laughs> Get with the times. Uh, TJ, hello. Uh, welcome. How are you doing uh, over yonder? Um, it's going to just say, like, how's weed going over there? But I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> derail completely. Uh. I mean, uh, I mean, the, the garden could use a little bit of work. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, you got to get a good tent. You gotta, what? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm working at two toy stores these days, so I don't really have the time to, you know, mess with weeds of any kind. You gotta get the toy store that has the 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 old timey basement op. Then you're then you're all set to go. I, uh, I live in Florida. Yeah. Uh, if you dig down more than two <laughs> feet, you start drowning. True. True. That stuff's got to be dry. Uh, <laughs> if you have a basement in Florida, you own a submarine. Yeah. I'd like to have a submarine. That'd be fun. I went um, on a submarine in Michigan. <laughs> Bring it back to me. Yeah. Did someone, did no. someone hotbox it? <laughs> no, I mean, they, they oh, could have. Oh, God, water. It was... The uh, metal you, joint. <laughs> USS Silversides. It was an authentic World War II submarine that was in, like, straight up, they say, like, yeah, we run it a couple times a year. Still in the water. It's cool. I would That's assume right. that I'd assume it's actually like it's not like I'd assume you'd need to run a submarine now and then if it's going to remain in water. Uh, like I'm just thinking about when you have a van in a garage, like you need to you need to fire it up now and then, or it will just like atrophy. I mean, like the van in the g- garage. Like if you're still expecting to move it around, yeah, maybe. But like very old submarine, I'd assume that you know the whole ocean is its garage. Yeah, okay, except a, for it was in a great lake, not an ocean at this the, point. The whole body, the whole um, world's bodies of water is its garage. You know, submarines are, are, are sleek. They can move They can move through whatever it is that connects the Great Lakes to the oceans. I'm just setting you up. I'm setting you up to just start, like, turning this into an educational segment. Yeah, no. I mean, it was it was really neat. It's So I've, this is the third or fourth museum submarine ship that I've been on. And it is the one that is, I would say, looked the closest to, like, yeah, this thing, you'd dog a couple of hatches and be ready to go. Yeah. So it was it was really neat. Um but yeah, it uh it'll it's um looking at things really quick. Yeah, it doesn't mention it on its Wikipedia page, but I know that they mentioned like in the museum that like yeah, we run them if you like check our schedules, you can be around when we like run it up and I th- think the guy said that they like will It'll turn the screws enough that they can take it out and like basically turn it around so that it faces a different direction. I I, I figure no matter how how cocksure one is, but, by the time you finish doing that, you're if you're a regular person who's not been in the submarine before, you'd be like, yeah, I'm ready to get off now. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's not like it submerges or anything, and it's oh, amazing okay. to see. Okay, yeah, no, it's so they cut, um like for the aft torpedo so you you go in and you go in the forward torpedo room and then you walk through the submarine and you come out the aft torpedo room so like both of those they've kind of cut into an existing hole to make it instead of being like a ladder it's a staircase that you have to walk down backwards because it's very steep Mm -hmm. so you have to walk down facing it and two hands on it but no everything else on it is still very like i'm trying to remember there was another, I can't remember if it's the German submarine that's at the Chicago Museum of Science and Industry or um, another one that I was on. But, like, you know, between all the, the sections they have, the big watertight doors that they, like, crank down that are, like, maybe two and a half foot by four foot. So that they're smaller doors that you can close. So you kind of have to, like, step up and, like, squeeze through them a little bit. 
and these are still that way. They, I mean, the seal, I like squeezed on one of the seals of it and it was still like a rubber gasket seal that felt like it was in good shape versus I know I've been on other ships that are like, Hey, well, we're chair friendly like the Navy is, you know, um, I squeezed so was, your rubber and it didn't yeah. feel very seaworthy. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say let's uh let's let's put this open. If if we have any submarine enthusiasts out there who are listening, please chime in and let us know. Uh like fill in fill in our, our gaps and also let us know if you enjoyed our submarine segment. Yeah. But it was all, <laughs> also the, the last thing is like on a World War II submarine, it wasn't until we were like walking through what you think the deck is that you realize that that whole area between the deck that you'd always, you know, see people standing on in World War II movies or documentaries or whatever is just an open air lattice area before the actual like pressure vessel hull that when you see like the modern submarines that are just like a sleek black tube that that's what that part was. And it was just kind of a like, oh, there's not like walls or something in here that make it a more boaty shape this is very much just a underwater death tube <laughs> well um i was gonna try to segue underwater death tube into um the experience that i had as someone watching the hasbro fan fest thing but that would actually be unfair to the hasbro fan fest it was not an underwater death tube it was quite amusing but that's also our little segue uh just to a quick i want to quickly touch on that event we're going to be talking about stuff that was shown off there did either of you guys actually watch the the youtube stream they were doing I watched the Transformers portion of it, yeah. Okay. I watched the whole thing because of something in the Transformers portion. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say the host did a very good job. Um, I, I think it was, on a production level, very cruel to mm-hmm. constantly cut to a camera that was not the eyeline of the... Um, I was about to say the vocoder, which is not the right no, word. But of the <laughs> teleprompter. She was she <laughs> was always looking like yeah. <laughs> 18 degrees off of where the camera was. And they had a shot. When they cut to her close-up, that's the shot she thought she was in the whole time. Mm-hmm. They kept cutting to this wide for no reason. It was like making me angry <laughs> at yeah, one point. I, I'm like, you're making her look really bad. I was like, why <laughs> didn't they have a, a, like a, a monitor looking back at her so that she could see what like was going on or even just the old like 50s two camera setup sitcom style of one of them has a light on over top of it when it's the active camera that wide they kept cutting like using also served no purpose there was nothing to see most of the time yeah it was just her in front of a in front of a monitor that wasn't doing anything during those long segments Mm -hmm. so um, that's my little feedback for the production crew. Uh, the other thing which I really got, <laughs> really got to call because it was my highlight of the whole event for me was because Transformers was the, the first one to do this, uh, if I recall correctly, because we were up, we were up front, uh, when they brought in the panel of fans. Yeah. And I, I saw TFCon Colin in a Zoom call <laughs> with like yeah. a G1 Zoom background. I, I was first like, all right, I can't wait to hear Colin speak. And then. <laughs> When they had one guy talk, and after he finished, she said, "All right, everyone, thanks for chatting." Yeah, so I, I, I recognized three or four of the different faces on that Zoom call. I did not recognize the guy that actually talked. No one recognizes and, the guy who actually talked. I have and checked. it was like he spoke in that very, very well, like media prepped and or trained 
Nobody like, knows who that of guy things is. Too, and it like makes me feel like that guy was a plant. So here's the was thing: it, was it that way for all of the others too? No, this is the screwed up part. This story conti- This is why I wanted to share this because I know a lot of folks listening to this podcast probably checked out after the Transformers bit. But that so like you don't TJ? Do you have any idea who that guy was? Because I don't remember his name. I didn't take a I screenshot. Didn't even, I didn't even. I didn't even get to see this portion. I have no. Uh, idea. This is new to me. It was so weird. Okay, because I recognize TF Con Colin. I recognize Ben's collectibles. Ben. I uh-huh. recognize Monzo, thank goodness, uh-huh. representation of uh, of Monzo on the panel. And uh, I, th- after the fact, Kick when back. I saw some... He was in the... Really? Yeah. Because I, I saw him in the... I, wearing the mask. Sure. Oh! Okay. Because then he was wearing a Power Rangers mask for the Power Rangers part. I saw him in the Power Rangers thing. Yeah. Uh Yeah, and and uh, I believe... I believe I know TFU was there, because TFU did a bit that... that I I consider to be a meme now, and I think Brian Kilby was in there from Radio Free Cybertron. But yeah, it's this weird thing where they brought in a bunch of people for a Zoom call in order, and then had them on mute, and then like had them physically react to to questions as opposed to answer them normally. Uh, that made me stay tuned because I was like, "Is this going to be happening on every single one?" And then TFU info uh, on Twitter was because uh, someone was screen screen capped the part where when they cut to the host, she was standing in front of his frame in the uh-huh. Brady Bunch setup, and he poked his head out from behind hers because he yeah. could see in the live feed where he was. And so I was like, "Well, now the lower right frame has a responsibility." Uh, I forgot the order now of all the other segments. I think they put the whole thing up on YouTube, so y'all can actually go check this out and you can fast forward through bits uh but as this went on they'd had one of these for every single one uh and as time went on i think that the host didn't know everyone was muted on the transformers one given the way she she was interacting with them as time went on she became aware that they were muted and was making reference to that even to the point where like i know i can't hear you all but can i get a go go power rangers or so, or a yo Joe, and 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 just just mouth it really obviously, uh, but then at one point when she would ask those things, they would briefly turn on the Zoom audio, except she couldn't hear it. So then at one point she'd be like, "Can I get a Go Go Power Rangers?" And you hear this like, and she'd be like, "All right, well, we couldn't hear any of you, but that's okay." And I was like, "No, now you could hear them. What is this production trying to do to you? <laughs> They're undermining every single thing you're trying to do to make this work." Uh, and all the other ones had, had like, non-plant people talking. Who The guy who spoke for Transformers was singular in looking like it, it was a setup. Everyone else was someone on a webcam. Like, Marvel Legends had uh, YouTube.com slash Shardimus Prime uh, as their speaker for the group. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, the host would refer to, so speaking for the group this person and like it became a lot more natural transformers in fact had the most awkward version of this in the whole show uh also if you all didn't stay tuned they ended it with there's a guy i I, truly i don't actually know know who this is very well i don't remember his name but they brought on a guy to do like a closing act and he's a guy who can like improv rap and so they'd sent him a like unicron box size bin of transformers and power rangers and jet like of hasbro product relevant to the show and he spent what had to be nearly i feel like nearly 10 minutes doing a, a long improv rap based on what he was pulling out of the box 
And it started off like, oh boy. Within a minute, I was like, this is actually really impressive. Uh, and I felt really bad for him because I was like, so many people have checked. The only people left here are angry Star Wars people because that was the last segment. And that that's it. Um, if that's up on YouTube, I would say go go give it a look. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but that that end segment was pretty fun. Um, I also want to call out. I, I really appreciated. Um, now I forgot her name. Who was the marketing lady? They kept presenting the names as though their their job title was their surname, which was funny. Mm-hmm. That changed too as the show went on. I was like, are they reading Twitter? <laughs> like they 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 changed the 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 text arrangement to be like they shrank the size of the of the job name as time went on. Um but uh Rachel Marketing, that was her name. Uh I really appreciated that when she came on, she was clear like she's like, Hey, what's up, everyone? Yep, we're about to show you some stuff. You know, eighty percent of it's leaked already. You know, pretty much everything we're gonna show you. I'm really tired, just about finished with a pregnancy. Oh boy, to life. And I was like, This is actually great. Like, this is actually more fun than some like curated <laughs> uh presentation. But um yeah, it was it was those those little fan panel things were fascinating to me cuz they're they're like trying to they they don't because Hasbro doesn't know how to do this because of the size of a corporation it is is trying so hard to be personable and interactive with a legion of PR operatives breathing down the neck of every single action they're doing and it's just like this is really weird and I'm I'm glad I get to watch it happening. Uh but they they revealed some stuff there. Um <laughs> I'm also realizing because I'm the only one who watched all of this, like I could be making all this up and y'all wouldn't know. Uh so take my word for it. Um but, Oh, uh there's one other thing I'll say. I just realized I should mention this. Uh there were Q&A sessions um after the fact. Um a couple days later. For the most part there were no major reveals as one should expect from a Q&A session right after a bunch of reveals, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. but, uh, as an individual entity, I got in on one of those and it was a fun experience. And I don't think anyone reported on the one I was in because I was in there with, um, uh, Unicron.com and Sabertron.com and a couple other folks. And I don't think either of those sites posted reports on our Q and a session. So I, I actually had a couple notes to share, uh, I got to go into my own little discord where I wrote them down. Um, but I, I, I got to see I got I, who was in there. The main person I remember being in there was was Lanny because he almost showed us things he wasn't supposed to show us because he was trying to illustrate a point about toy joints. And then he was like, every single toy on my desk next to me is not meant for public viewing yet. <laughs> So his point got very awkward, <laughs> and then he picked up he he picked up a classified Duke from GI Joe to show it, and then like a second later yanked the accessory out of Duke's hand. And was like, yeah, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> All I remember it was like some kind of gun. I'm, I'm assuming it's a GI Joe gun that I'm that the GI Joe person would recognize. Uh, but the 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 main the main things that I remember from it is uh. They had gotten, not just me, they'd gotten a lot of feedback about people wanting to see uh, a better spread of uh, diverse representation in Transformers product. Uh, I, I, I went first just because, like, there was no real moderation to how this went. It was like a Zoom call. So I kind of just jumped in with a question about it. And and some other folks had, had gone on to get even deeper. And they were like, yeah, it would be great to see more female characters who are specifically not resembling 
uh, Chromia from Siege would be great. And I was like, yes, that's that's actually an even better point. Um, but uh, also there was, uh, I don't know if this, this was clear, because it wasn't clear to me, it came up in the thing. Um, you don't have to remove mainframe from the arc to transform the arc. Mainframe can just stay lodged in there. Uh, Lenny apparently went through hell getting the arcs yellow, correct? Because uh, he really didn't want canary yellow. Um, it was like a big hang-up for him that he was able to pull it off, and that was uh, kind of fun to hear. Because that, that canary yellow always seems to be the... And then we try and paint it to match, and oh no. Yeah. Versus I, like a more bronzy, orangey yellow might be a little bit easier to ever get near color matching. I get a feeling that there's a like that's actually a thing internally because like there was he between that and Unicron, I think there was like a real like we need to do something about this freaking yellow. <laughs> uh, so apparently Lenny put a lot of work into getting the arcs yellow um, to turn out right. Um, I also it's a want- good thing. It's a good thing our main character we market isn't in that shade of yellow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Bumblebee's just messing it up for everyone with that with that acceptably canary yellow he can he can operate in. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to the Hasbro folks who were on the call because they, um, one of the other folks in the call was, I don't remember where they were from, but it was a dad and his kid. And his kid was the one who had questions. And the dad kept saying, Oh, my son's got another question. And the Hasbro folks were really sweet, um, in, in like answering his questions. Cause he was a younger kid. It was, I think he was like 11 or 12, unless I'm really overestimating. Um, might have been young. It might have been single digits, but he had, he had decent questions. They were fun. Like his first one was like, could we get Deadpool as a taco truck in the collaborations line? Um, and Lenny with his in- immense Lenny energy was like, that's the best idea. Uh, and another question he had was like, can we just get a pack of effects parts with no figure included? And then the Hasbro folks were like, so you mean like just effects without a figure? Uh, and then I was like, man, he just ejected Tricranius. That that kid just yeah. freaking turfed Tricranius. <laughs> um, also, all the other folks in the call were also very like like no one was speaking over the um, the, the dad and his kid when they had questions, which I appreciated because it was a you know time limited Zoom call. Um, but yeah, Lenny was it was making a point about how Titans and Unicron are extremely hard to design joints for because of their weight. Like that Unicron's arms I don't know if this is an overestimation, but he was like he was like a Titan's arms are like a pound, Unicron's arms are like five pounds. Yeah. Uh, and that and that like it was, you know, again, we kinda you can guess it, but it's never really written down anywhere, so it was nice to hear that. That like, yeah, that's that's why you can't just take a toy and upscale it to be Unicron size, you know, or yeah. vice versa. Um Unicron is very engineered to be that heavy. Uh, uh, just seeing what else was I had written down in here. Um, oh, I, I, they, they went on a little tangent I, when, when the subject of um, selects came up. They asked if we liked how they revealed Black Zarek, and, and it was like you guys didn't mind seeing something that was so like incomplete and in progress. And I, we were all just like, yes, it's fine. And I, I went on. To say like at the end before we we all hung up, I was like I, I I would love to see even more design side commentary. Like it sounds like they would like to talk more, but there was this like feeling that like they're not sure if fans actually care about or even if fans are angry about not seeing completed stuff. Yeah, uh, I think I think some of that probably also comes from like I remember how um, wowzers it was on. Hasbro side, like the couple of people that we got to talk to when we did the Hasbro tour yeah. way back in the day. And 
like some things that were like, oh, you guys really like it. And it's like, yes, this is the workshop our toys are made. Look, this is the grease from the turret mill that you made something out of. Like, this is cool. This is the sort of thing that we like. Yeah. So I don't know if there's like <clears throat> some like marketing or legal boundary layer that gets like repeatedly stuck between it. Or um, what was it? Office space. Um, what was the the guy's name? Was it Tom or whatever? He's like, I'm I'm the one that that talks to, that takes the customer specifications to the engineers because the the <laughs> customers don't want to talk to the <laughs> engineers or whatever it is. I feel like there's like some of that that's in between that I would think over time, like the number of, of times that we get to see some of that stuff out of the third parties and the like could be a, a, a big thing about like, no, we really do like seeing this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, more please. For, for what it's I, worth, I, I pressed very, um, you know, pu- I didn't like, like demand it, but I, I, I made a very, um, pointed point that like no i speaking for myself and a lot of people i know i always refer to them as my census <laughs> speaking mm-hmm. for myself and my census we love it when you show stuff like that black zarek reveal or or pulse articles um and, and like it, it's it's um, it's amazing to us because like if we're really into this stuff we like to know how it's made <laughs> as much as we can. Sorry, like, TJ, actu- I- like actually getting to see the like gated together mold sections. Yeah, for Unicron. Yeah. That's neat. Mm-hmm. That get that. You know, not that I'm ever going to be a toy designer by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, many of us are are STEM people now as adults, and that fits multiple parts of those 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 boxes to tick. Yeah. Uh, TJ, I, I jumped on uh, right in when you were saying something earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's only been you know a decade on our whatever. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I think I think part of it just because is uh, either is the idea of setting up false expectations when things come out too early because we've seen the one side of that where people judge it and pan it and write it off before it's even out of the prototype stages just because they're not seeing the completed product and they're judging it. It's, it's, it's a cursory judgment based on the first glance we get yeah. versus when they show us something that they want to do and everyone gets hyped for it. And then they get to the production version and okay, this joint had to be reduced or this paint app had to be removed. And oh, well now it just, I was hyped for that. What is this? Yeah. That's, so, I feel you know, there's both sides of that spectrum where there is a risk to putting out something before it is a final look at it. And that has that is a big thing with third-party companies. I know for a fact a lot of them are very gun-shy to show anything in progress because that, that buyer's market is so fickle that they'll cancel pre-orders if a resin prototype looks like a resin prototype. Uh you know, in, in any form of imperfection with, with Hasbro, it's like, that's, that's why I was so focused on like the process side is like that. That's a part where there, there's, there's less wiggle room. Like a lot of, there are a lot of folks who with third party prototypes somehow see that they don't see the through line and they just think they're mm-hmm. looking at something that's, you know, a paint app away from production. Uh, and the nice thing with, with the way the black Zarek presentation was done is they were like, here's like, Printed, unpainted pieces, um, along with the reused pieces from Scorponok, from Zarak, and uh, and it's like that. That's a perfect thing where you're like you can't misread that. Like it's be, especially since it wasn't hand painted. It's like you literally can't misread what that image is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also I want to say because I, I want to get this idea out there. If anyone else, if any of you guys, anyone listening, ever gets the chance to also get in the ear of any Hasbro folks at like some hypothetical future toy show or anything, this is an idea I really want to push for now. Um, is and I, I I got this in at the end with my questions uh, as well, if I recall correctly. I'd love to see them do some stuff where they use Pulse, for instance, as a platform, do some more design talk and behind-the-scenes talk, however, about toys that are a year or two old. Because I, I basically told them, like, I, I noticed that usually when we get these peaks behind the curtain, they also have to run double duty as being promo material as well. So they have to be promoting something and sharing behind-the-scenes stuff at the same time. And, and I was like, I feel it would be really cool if you guys could... Um, do some some in-depth talk about stuff that has already come out so that you can just talk about the process and, you, and you're no longer responsible to also promote um, something that ha- that is upcoming. And we'll all have had hands on it at that point so we can, you know, make that a, a shared context. So if you all get the chance, let the Hasbro know that that idea is cool. I'm just going to tell you this to say it's cool because if you don't think that idea is cool, then, like, friggin' eat some more peanut butter sandwiches, all right? Like, get cool. Um... I've seen if there's anything else. The, the only other things, um, someone asked if Ark and Rodimus are at all affected by COVID production delays, the Ark especially. Apparently, so far, there's no delays. Uh, there's also, this is the last thing, I think. Um, well, second to last thing. Um, I'll also throw in, I asked about selects being able to reach back to older molds and like how far back it can reach, citing the Prime 2-pack. Uh, and what they were able to say was, at least in the case of the Prime 2-pack, and this was one of those answers where the pause made me go, like, there's probably something in the works, the way that they answered this with the pause. But it was, with stuff like the Prime 2-pack going to older toys, that kind of stuff for now is likely to be tied to anniversaries. Um, at least for now. So I was like, okay, that mean, that must mean, at least on a whiteboard somewhere, they've written down a bunch of other possible anniversary-style re-releases of stuff. And I was like, all right, what's the next multiple of five anniversary for Transformers Animated? Uh, if we say 2008, we're on 13 now, so that would be two years from now. If we say 2007, that would be next year. So, who knows? Um, they didn't say anything about Animated. I was just... It was the answer where they, they kind of go, what we can say is... And I was like, all right, <laughs> that that's a very specific kind of pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I also say I spammed Omega Supreme stuff, and I used OBS virtual camera, so when I mentioned um, potential select stuff, I had an Omega Supreme image display with a name caption all ready to go. Um, so yeah, I did the good work. Uh, but the, the other thing was there was a tangent, and I never noticed this because I don't know line art well enough, but on Hot Rod and on Rodimus Prime, uh, it was brought up that like there was an inaccuracy to the shape of the canopy on the windshield, and it was also a sort of halfway thing of like, is Rodimus Prime actually that long in vehicle mode, or is there any possibility there was any kind of mistransformation? On that, they said the designer was not in the call, so Selenny wasn't sure. Um, but the windshield shape apparently was to accommodate an opening canopy on Commander Rodimus, and so that was a little tidbit where I was like, I don't think we know about that from all their ad copy yet. <laughs> so I think that the Rodimus canopy opens. Anyway, that's, that's, that was about it. Um, just taking one more look. Yeah, I think that was about it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, 
TJ, did you notice any, anything on the Rodimus windshield shape? Like, I feel like I just don't know the Rodimus shapes well I enough to have to go back and look now. Yeah. Because now it's going to bug me. <laughs> like, like one of the folks on the call, like, actually ran oh, off. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, a big... Yeah. Yeah, jeez, why didn't I notice that before? I did not notice it. Yeah, it, like, someone even ran off during the call for, like, 40 seconds to grab a G1 Rodimus to bring back to the call to, like, illustrate while someone else had been asking the questions. So it was, like, two guys. I think it was Sabertron and Unicron. I can't quite remember, though. Uh... Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was like, this is actually kind of interesting to me because, like, I didn't notice this. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's supposed to be like a widow's peak shape. Yeah. A- apparently, there's a chance that's due to a canopy hinge. But, like, again, like, Lenny did not work on Rodimus, or he didn't design Rodimus. Like, the designer of Rodimus wasn't in the call, so he, w- he was kind of going I mean, off I mean, memory. You, you paint that piece in, yeah. uh, you, just, you just paint the top. It's literally all you do. <laughs> it's going to be a repro label or a toy hacks repro label. Uh, seems yeah, it seems it seems like an easy fix, um, depending what you want to do. Um, but yeah, the, those calls were interesting. I, I know I saw a lot of folks going like, "There's barely any info in those calls," and it's like, I think that's like a, a comes with experience thing. Q and A's like that are are not going to yield tons of info. They're more so a, a way to pass along questions just so that Hasbro knows those are questions people are asking. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Um, I mean, that's if you ever listen to any of the, any of the like kind of inside baseball type things, like all of those conversations are very much a, we have a, you know, yeah, we can talk about anything. What we can respond about is this narrow band that's right here because, you know, also, you know, the whole thing before Lenny had stuff on his desk that he can't show you because the stuff on his desk is probably three to six months out from being announced. Well, and, and he's which on G.I. Joe. He's on G.I. Joe as well, yeah. which we don't know the state of it right now. But, <laughs> but then that's also like whatever's on his desk, like those are probably actually like maybe first run factory fit out things which means the actual design of that's probably another like or the stuff that's in design that's still pen and paper and cad models is probably another three months from that so i mean that's always a thing that'll get me um if you listen to uh, mark rosewater's podcast like he'll sit there and talk about the set that just came out and i always have to go get notes because i handed this thing off 18 months ago or whatever it is so like there's such a line that's ahead of us seeing these toys that are going to be coming out in the next two or three months like they might have handed that file off a year ago and, and so, the folks I was on in the call, like, were all they they were all, they were all experienced um, yeah. to some degree. Like, no one was going like, "So who's coming out and wave what?" Like, you know, everyone yeah. had their own way of of. I, I have my own kind of um, somewhat rigid beliefs in how a good interview works out in these situations. But like, everyone knew that like you 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 ask questions that include things you can't ask as part of a broader question. Like, that's kind of the trick. Like, anyone out there who's listening, if you ever get a chance to do interviews or Q&As like this, the trick is you ask a broad question and you mention specific things in it just in case those can those can wiggle out. But if they can't, you still mentioned it, you know, and it, and it's, it still gets into ears. Like, some of the questions that they can't answer about, you know, um, uh, more characters uh, from, from another older series and generations, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
even if they can't say anything about it, that is telling them that there is some census of fans who want that. And that still is important to some degree, um, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, no, the, like the, the, the info I thought was still pretty, pretty neat. Like the little bits and pieces you can scrape. Um, but you know, also bear in mind, it was right after an event where they revealed stuff. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's going to be a limit, but I had fun. I was going to, I, now I remember who else was in the call. Uh, Ren was in there as well. Uh, who I had met at Fan Expo, because when I was talking about my Spream setup, someone was like, "Like, how long before they call- start calling you the Spream guy? And I was like, I'm two for two. Like, Ran has seen me do this nonsense twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will continue my good work <laughs> as long as I get the opportunity. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that brings us to a bunch of those reveals that they had. Um, at this point, we've got like stock images and stuff, so that was for me an easier way to, to keep track of everything. But like they they revealed like you know another wave of kingdom basically uh, for Transformers. That was the main thing. Uh, we we got to see the Ark um, in all its glory, the new Titan uh, with mainframe. Uh, all of us in the call said, "Hey, it sure would be cool to see that mainframe in selects in his Action Master colors." And Lenny was like, "That would be cool," and that was it. Um, also, just for the Canadians, I mentioned pulse shipping, and they said every Canadian mentioned pulse shipping, so you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, that that arc, I think, is kind of exciting in that um, it feels like slightly, sl- I don't know how to put this better, slightly smaller as a Titan toy, but for the better. Like, it's just a spaceship that turns into a large biped, and, like, that's it. And he has a deluxe in him that turns into a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and something about that, like he, he just comes off to me as like a, a more compressed Titan, but like still with all that oomph just on a I mean, smaller package. I, I think it helps that it's not trying to be like a triple changer yeah, or, or a multi changer. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, who hasn't had, I guess like Omega Supreme isn't, I wouldn't say isn't necessarily a triple changer. He just like the way down. that all the other like, yeah. like yeah, he breaks down into like a base mode or turns into a mega supreme. But you know, Fort, Metroplex, uh, all of the others, they all have to have three modes. Which you know, granted, like the city and base modes aren't a ton different on the Autobot too, but it still is a lot of extra like effort on things that yeah. You know, and it's the classic triple changer problem of like you can have, you know, one good and two bad modes or three kind of okay modes, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I think it's also because his alt mode is is just a transformer alt mode. He's curling up into a spaceship. Like it's very mm-hmm. straightforward. Trypticon had that a little bit if you ignored the base mode in that he was just like turning into a spaceship, and that was kind of just pleasant. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think Ark looks cool. I got a, I, I mean, EB Games had a pre-order up, and someday I might be able to get it ten percent off if I can get to an EB Games after I, I get it if it all lines up right. So I, I was like, I think I'm down for the Ark. Uh, I know it's it's one that has become a skippable Titan for some folks, and I think that's actually great because uh, skipping Titans is a very healthy thing to do since they're so expensive. Um. But yeah, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, the arc now that we've got like the full reveal? I'm, I am kind of torn because it does look cool, but for a 
for for a titan i do want it to do a little bit more than just be a really big transformer mm-hmm. like, I, I think there's i think there are some qualities that come from being just one thing it transforms from a ship to a robot and it doesn't have to worry about a third mode but i kind of like the third modes i like when i'm spending 160 dollars and it does mm-hmm. more than the one thing for sure yeah uh, I mean, it looks cool, and it, you know, it is cool to see this gigantic, you know, incarnation of the Ark. The Ark is an actual Transformer now. Awesome. There's a Teletran one that looks like a bunch of panels on Mainframe's back. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I can handle that. I just, I don't have. It's it's not like like, I have childhood memories of the original City Formers. Yeah. You know. Like mm-hmm. my now, my nostalgia is dri- driving that. My nostalgia is driving, you know, Predaking and Devastator. I don't have any attachment to this k- kind of last Autobot looking dude. Yeah, he's. I think he's confirmed to be drawing from a whole bunch of last Autobot imagery uh, by intention. Yeah. Uh, in case that was up for debate, I, th- I think that came up in one of the Q and A reports I saw where they they confirmed like they. They drew from the UK comics for the head. Um, and he comes with golden discs, which is like an interesting... It's 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 on topic, and also like this reminder he's in Kingdom in a way, which was like... Yeah. The, like that's kind of yeah. neat. Uh, Lenny kept asking if we'd seen the golden discs, and then he said that he didn't actually get to watch the Transformers presentation because he, uh, he was on baby duty during that segment. <laughs> and I was like, man, get it. <laughs> Y'all having to do this from home. This is co- this is complicated. Uh, I, I, I uh, TJ. That reminded me when you mentioned mainframe and the panels on the back. Uh, I see it to a degree, but I want to see the side by side eventually. Mainframe does have a very similar. I'm not going to say he's a retool. I don't think he's a retool, but he's got he's got a silhouette. He he's of the silver bolt body type, like the 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 planks on the arms, that particular shape of his arms and legs. Uh, when everyone started saying it, and I think I saw you say it on Twitter as well. I was like, "Oh man, now I see it too." <laughs> uh, it turns out Combiner War Silverbolt is just a very good body type, you know. Whether or not he, he has anything to do with this, like I, I couldn't tell if there were literally any identified shared parts. I didn't really. I I, th- I think Silverbolt's just like a really generic design for robot that has panels that make him into something. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just I think it's just like that's the most simple design, and there might be the same idea behind the mainframe. Yeah, yeah, like like we because the um, we saw a turnaround on mainframe in the the Hasbro stream, and like he he is very much uh, kind of impressively made out of um, panels. Like like he has a huge panel on his back, but then like there are panels that kind of curl up on his legs. Kind of makes me think of Unicron in a way. Um, where you can tell there's there's kind of a, a shell going on, but like the shell is a little more involved than one might expect. Um, Aaron, how about you? Like, how, how are you feeling about the the arc? Um, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic. Um, I'm I'm probably going to end up getting it if there's a way to get it without a bunch of extra fuss and hassle. Um, because uh, what have we had much in the way of arcs in the past? Wasn't there like a cyberverse arc? There uh, that was close. Yeah, there's a cyberverse I, arc, and there that, were a couple of like movie arcs that were weird. 
There was, yeah, Cyberverse movie plate, like, for that Cyberverse, the Legion stuff, there was yeah. an arc, uh, which was Dark of the Moon arc, so it didn't look really like anything we know. Yeah. There was uh, the repaint of, oh, no, no, I'm thinking of the Axelon, never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then there was the arc that turned into armor for Optimus Prime on that Cyberverse toy. Right. It's that about thing. it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm for sure interested in it. I'm I'm not going to I probably won't pass it by. Um I think it's cool that that mainframe is in there of a sort. Um I I like the whole how he kind of turns into like a couple of different levels of the bridge. Very much uh, very as much well. the the Netflix style bridge with that half yeah. circle of seating yeah. in the yeah. So I I I think it has some really cool touches. I saw a couple of people kind of whinging on, like you can see his thighs in his arc mode because of the way that he transforms. And no, you can't. What are they talking about? (laughs) I mean, mean, from the back, I guess you can. Yeah, from any any side view of it, you can see his uh, his thighs. Um, But like, I. To me, that's not terribly a big deal because I also know that that'd be like two or three other panels that'd have to be big and cantilever over top of it and would make the robot mode look a bit janky. Yeah. And I'm sure that there'll be some other person out there that'll manufacture plugs. There are, there are plenty of them now that are finding like the wrist plugs or even screw plugs to fill in holes. So I mean for for the those alt specific mode, needs will be filled in, I'm sure. For the alt mode, it's just like one large piece to clip on the back if you want a sealed up alt mode. Mm-hmm. Um also I I I only noticed this a few days ago when someone else brought it up. If you look at the bridge mode, there are two Teletran like basically two of of mainframes alt mode on either side of Optimus Prime. Like those two sticky uppy things are literally teletrans. Oh, so that's kind of that's kind of cool that there's two little copies of him on him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I completely missed that before. Yeah. It makes the the it makes the lore side of what this mainframe is a complete and utter mess. Like I'm like I don't even know. <laughs> this giant teletran comes out of the arc, I guess. <laughs> uh, but for play pattern stuff, I think it's really fun. Um, as long as they do the action master colors, y'all, I'm I'm a I'm a put my finger on my desk when I say that. Um, yeah, uh, that that's out in the, in the summer. So uh, that the, those turnarounds on Titans that that feels like the quickest one I've I've thought I've seen in a while. Like of us seeing the Titan to it coming out. Like because this was this was in like not this wasn't Toy Fair. So this is even closer mm-hmm. to release. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of excited about the arc. They 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 took something uh, and and made it more exciting than I think it was when I saw it on paper in yonder leak lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, what excited me was Scorponok, because j- j- holy crap! Like I know this has been a little bit debatable for some folks. I think they friggin' nailed the Scorponok as far as like those the robot mode and the alt mode do not share a lot of shapes. That's he's he's like a little square man who turns into a very very cylindrical scorpion, mm-hmm. uh, and I, like I'm even digging how like they have the sideways mandible crushers made out of his shoulder pads um, to to go with the, the little jaws on top. Like I'm really into the scorpionok. Uh, 
you know, kind of generically. I think it's cute that they have like you know the missile and the bee um, in there. Like the bee is. I had to explain the bee to someone because uh, I think you really did have to kind of be there at least a, a decade and a half ago to remember <laughs> yeah. what the bee is. Look, look it was the nineties. <laughs> okay, we. Uh... Look, look, they trying some weird things. You buy a polar bear and a bat flies out of its paw. That's what happens. Yeah. It, I was, mean, it was literally, someone's like, why is there a bee in his claw? And I was like, well, you see, <laughs> on the old toy, the top half of his claw would just shoot off and turn into a bee. I don't know why, but it did. And <laughs> this is actually a I mean, more subtle implementation. In the, car- in the cartoon, he just fired cyber bees like they were missiles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I think, especially for a deluxe, like, and, and now that we've handled so many Kingdom Deluxes, this is like, man, this is actually par for the course. Like, this is a deluxe Beast Wars character pulling off, like, what I feels like little masterpiece tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And, and like, the legs are not only posable, but can, like, it sounds like hold up the weight. They're not, like, fully articulated, but there's joints on those legs. Yeah, and, there's a joint at the top and a joint at the bottom of the... Of the um, like shape of it, yeah. So one at the one at the body and one at the top of it. So yeah, I could definitely see it do at least a decent job of holding some of that weight up. Yeah, uh, which which is also like a highlight of Black Arachnia. Um, and even in the in this, I should call it. They they mentioned it at, in Q and A's and at the the fan fest, like the the great photos they had done for Kingdom, uh, and they kept name dropping who was responsible. And I didn't write it down, and now I can't remember. But it's it's in the stream. Yeah. Uh, the 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 lava lake photo shoot for Kingdom is probably the the best promo photos I've seen Hasbro do ever. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a step up. I'm really impressed. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to make more points about him being a, a, a little tanky, beefy square man, uh, but I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Um, are you guys Are you guys feeling Scorponok? It feels like we're all feeling Scorponok to some yeah, degree. It, it, oh, Scorp- yeah, Scorponok's another case of they took uh, two CG models that kind of just like morphed through each other whenever he transformed. <laughs> no resemblance. <laughs> and made it pretty close. Like the Scorpion modes that maybe thicker than like the CG scorpion was and doesn't have the weird nearly quite as anthropomorphic face. It's got a very much more like a scorpion face yeah. f- for its scorpionness than like the than the cartoon was. But again, it's it's like the 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 beast machines problem. How do you make a a transformer when their transformation sequence literally is? I don't know. It gets bright and then the other modes there. Like yeah, like yeah. K- kudos to each and every person that touched this on a design level. Yeah, and, and and if you see the stream, like they um they they were talking about. I mean, obviously they're going to talk up their own product, but like there was a tone about Scorponok that felt like the, it was a, a little victory for those involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ, you're feeling Scorponok as well? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I have my concerns that he might be a little bit simple. Just because... Just because, like, I, I feel like I can see most of his transformation just in raising the arms and flattening the tail. Mm-hmm. But this is Kingdom. I've seen some really impressive stuff out of Kingdom, out of figures I thought wouldn't be terribly impressive. So I am actually really looking forward to this. I'm I have faith in the line now. Like, I am secure in knowing that Scorponok's going to be good. The thing about Scorponok that kind of gets me excited, because I don't really see 
the point A to point B is in the robot mode. He's got a seam down the middle that clearly splits open. Like you can see the hinges, the hinge pins on, on either side mm-hmm. of his shoulder blades. And I'm like, his chest opens up. Obviously that helps with this transformation. I don't really know what, what it does to help though. And I'm kind of excited to find out. <laughs> Uh, like it looks like it closes up again, uh, since the, you know, the legs are attached to it. But it's just, when I see that seam down the middle, I'm like, his torso will do stuff. And a beast character whose torso does stuff is already like, that gets me excited. Um, also we, uh, this, this one was, was something I was excited about. We got to see another deluxe fossilizer with the best name wing finger. Because it's a you know it's, it would have wings, but instead because it's it's just bones, just has big long fingers. Uh, this is a maximal fossilizer who is just bones that is messing with the balance to a certain degree. Because um, the maximal ones all seem to be in wacky colors, and now this one isn't. Uh, but aside from you know hitting all the weaponizer high points, uh, this one has a piece that comes off that just has another face in it to reveal. Um, and this came up in the Q&As. They did not show us an official combined fossilizer, uh, according to them. But there's a piece that comes off that just reveals a bigger face. And the idea just seems to be, hey, if you made up a combiner, here's a combiner head for a bunch of fossilizer parts. And, yo, like I've talked a lot about how the fossilizers feel like they figured out the modulator weaponizer thing. And like mm-hmm. that's just the cherry on top. Of like, imagine if one of the one of the uh, the last two series' break apart guys had just a giant face like hidden in a part behind a hinge. Oh no, I was I was gonna say the as how well that part fit inside of the what was it, the Triceratops yeah mouth like that made me lean more towards like th- there was a specific like design intent there versus just happy coincidence. I, I would like to, hopefully, I don't know where, hopefully a, a Japanese magazine interview or something uh, hits up the folks over there who worked on it, because, yeah, it it fits that spot so well. It's like, well, at least it must have been considered to fit in there. But, the, like, they were pretty adamant that, like, that was just a thing that had been put together and that, like, they are they are actively always cruising through social media looking up people doing crazy fossilizer builds. And Buy having nine of each of them and have a... Unicron-sized dinosaur, specifically citing the thing. They specific. I think Lenny specifically cited the quadruple Paleotrex builds, mm-hmm. uh, and that you know the folks who worked on them get super hype looking at that stuff. Apparently, is the the guy who pulled the Optimus out of his beard is the the guy who cruises for those. Uh, and like, well, like I, I'm this is a I'm, I'm trying to remember the anecdote. It's something like Lenny's like, I got a I got a baby. I go to bed early at night. And then at like 11 p.m. one in the morning, I get these texts from what's his name with the beard, who's like, "Did you see this fossilizer build?" Uh, which, which is again, I would I would love to know more about that. I mean, it's 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 risky, but I'd love to see like a blog post from that dude just going like, "Here's all my favorite fossilizer builds that I saw you do with the toy I worked on." I think that would be really fun. Um, yeah. That, that'd be cool. I also have the fear that that's one of the things that somebody from the legal department would come flying, knock the phone out of whoever's hand that was 100%, writing it up. 100%. Say, yeah. no, you can't do that because then you're acknowledging what fans are doing and that could bring us into legal trouble if in 12 years we make a pack with all of these again and happen to show yeah. one of those images because it got pulled by the intern doing some asset dump. They gotta figure that stuff out because they're... 
the Hasbro very much wants to to get across a more fan connected image than they've ever wanted to before. I think as a company, mm-hmm. and they still can't. It's impossible as long as they are um, shrouded in 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 a a large PR department that is vetting every action they do and i like you know it's not like just turn it off like that's obviously not a solution for the way that corporations work and you know maybe that just means corporations got to learn to work in a different way but like it's it's so frustrating like how close like there's so many cool stories that are so wholesome and undamaging to the brand that i feel like we could be hearing about way more often uh also, they got to they got to friggin' drop this NFT nonsense. Is all I'm gonna uh, say about it. Yeah. Just, just get away, get away from it. I am glad how many people, uh, primarily Magic the Gathering people, have friggin' just slammed the door on their foot the moment it cracked open and they said NFT. Because uh, Magic the Gathering people are tired of everything. And uh, Graham from Loading Ready Run was the one who picked up when they said, "Oh, we got a team on the West Coast working on this." He's like, "That's where Wizards is. Wizards also does Arena." which is their big digital game, which makes them tons of money. It's not a confirmation. It's just like, this is just the way that the ebbs of the river flow, you know? <laughs> and Magic the Gathering folks are like, if you put NFT friggin' stuff, into, it's magic. <laughs> uh, I could go on about how Magic players are suffering. But Wing Finger, um, I don't have too much else to say about him, honestly, because he's just, you know, he's hitting, he's hitting the notes. He's like a ninja, which is cool. Um, I like, I like the robot mode a lot. Reminds me of, uh, Beast Machines, I want to say Skydive, the, uh, the, the flying dinosaur they had in that one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick him up. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about Wing Finger? This one's a little weird. Is it, it is so, it is so scrawny for an, for a, for a deluxe figure. And I'm not sure. Sh- <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about about the robot mode yet. I think were you, were you expecting like a thick pterodactyl? No, I, I didn't know what to expect. It was going to be a pterodactyl skeleton. All I know of those is there's not much to them. the The thing that makes him work for me is that he's thirty percent skull. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like I see I see my value in that gigantic head. <laughs> it's at least for me. Okay, we'll take a word for it. I will say, like, the hidden head thing, I actually do like, just to give you something to build, like, big bone gestalts out of. Because yeah. that 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 takes me... here. here here's a throwback for you. This takes me back to Mugenbein. I was literally about to say mm-hmm. Mugenbein. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they used to do that all the time. They get, like, half their figures out, and then everything after that, oh, there's just a larger head in there. Have fun. Yeah. I love I love throwing in stuff like that because it does make you go oh well now I have to build a big one don't I yeah and yeah it's, I'm it's now whenever too. I see the the fossilizers in the store is like a wave left over I, I I I sit there and I think really hard about it mm. and I'm like no I I need to get better I only need one of each I don't need another you know eighteen gun situation. Yeah. But what if? No. (laughs) I I genuinely think that, well, okay, A, I think the quad paleotrex and stuff are super cool. But I think if you you have a sort of, like, lore brain, like a kind of fan lore brain, I think there's going to be a more rewarding experience, you know, 
end of this year when you have all the fossilizers, one of each, and then maybe like, you know, one of each of the recolors, and you build out of that, like that limited build mm-hmm. satisfaction, I think is going to be super high. Um, and then you go, and then go check out what everyone did with like four copies of each one. And then, you know, that's when Black Friday will roll around and you can just, yeah, then it's fine. Then it's, it's morally fine to, to purchase another 15 Paleotrexes. Um, but I, I, the limited builds excite me because they're the ones that would, you know, hypothetically exist in a cartoon if there were a kingdom cartoon that was like fun. That's mean. If there was a, if there was a kingdom cartoon that was like we, more more toy commercial, I guess. We haven't seen it yet. Don't judge. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, there's good people working on that show. It should turn out decent. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I that that was too mean. Uh, I'm I'm gonna not support that comment I made. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Wing Finger. Um, Aaron, you should pick up exactly one. That is my current plan, along with <laughs> the repaints that may have already been pre-ordered. But I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Yeah. I, there might have been a Canadian group buy that might have been me saying, "Oh, well, if there's a group buy, then I'll do Trekkerinius." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that means shipping's almost normal. <laughs> If it's not thirty dollars <laughs> flat shipping for a tricranius, then it's yeah, then we're doing okay. Uh, and then they all get shipped in individual boxes, thus disproving any sort of shipping conundrum. <laughs> that's that's EV Games shipping me every toy in one box separately now. Even the core class ones came in separate boxes from EV Games. <laughs> I got three Purolator boxes. One had a core class, another one had another core class, one had a deluxe. I was just like, this is, this makes, looks like I'm ordering hundreds of VHS tapes. And like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a normal person ordering toys. Uh, that brings us to, I think, the last deluxe they revealed, which was Tracks. And like, I feel a little bit bad because I think Tracks looks really cool. I have like nothing to say about him because I think he just succeeds at being a new Tracks and like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, he's f- fine. I'll buy him. I think he looks good. I'm not like even excited. <laughs> yeah, it's rough because like I think that what was the last tracks we the classics reveal the shield, yeah. Or reveal yeah. the shield tracks like that tracks hit all the points and like this one does as well. Yeah. And they both look pretty much bang on to their G1 counterpoint so is this just the reveal of the shield one again this one's well i mean i mean, I mean he's not it's defi- i mean he's, he's definitely I, I, not I, I know that it's i know that it's definitely not yeah. but it's one of those things it's not like it's not like the reveal of the shield one was like yeah i guess that one was tracks i, I mean this one's in, in the technical stretch this one, yeah this yeah one's like, yeah yeah the original the original is like fat tracks yeah and this this is like in shape tracks this is him after he took a solid look in the mirror and went yeah maybe i should try intermittent fasting well, he. This is him after he took he t- he did the sauna treatment in that lava bath behind him, and he came out I mean, like ah. I mean, I mean tracks is the vain one in the Autobots. Like that's that's just character growth, right? Yeah, it's just what he does. And and I, I want to say the car mode shapes are friggin' nice. Like the more I look at them, like they really mm-hmm. pulled off that car mode. And the, and I always forget that hood decal is cartoon accurate. I always forget that's what the cartoon one looked like, because uh, it it is just red. That's that's gonna be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's gonna be stickers people make to go on that, so it's not gonna be like too big a deal. But uh, TJ, like, uh, how are you feeling about tracks uh, now that he's all he's all slimmed up? Uh, tracks looks good. 
you know, I, I was I was one of those when you know I was looking at my uh I, I was looking at my reveal the shield tracks going Yeah, like well, you're not quite right. I, I I want another do around on him. Just he's good, but you know. Yeah. When you have him and you when you have him and Wheeljack side by side, you could tell they were supposed to be remolded from each other. So then I start seeing Wheeljack in tracks. Yeah, that, that's so. that, that's the one thing about the Reveal the Shield tracks. I'd say like the width is even fine because it's just like, well, I don't know, it's toy tracks. But like, because mm-hmm. uh, he has hood feet, right? Like he's got car bumper uh, feet. Back of his legs or the- no? Uh, Wheeljack had that. Whoa! Oh, remember, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, remember he did like the the Universe Two trick where like his body rotated around that below the waist, right? So he had different right. legs. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was I was misremembering that. Um, no, what I like, what I actually like, is just the ridiculousness they went to for the flying car mode, right down to the tail fins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if if I had one critique, it's that the flying car mode, it's like the arms are not hugging the car enough for my tastes. But like, oh no, that almost looks like that might be just like transformation. Uh, yeah, because well, that's I mean, we'll the shoulder see. joint. I bet you can tuck that in a bit more. I mean, that's literally all the original was. Yeah. I know. I know. It was just <laughs> unfold the unfold the arms, and oh wait, there's a tail fin you can flip up. That's it. I just like it. I like it when you when the flying car thing happens, but the arms like kind of just snug up a little bit to the side. It's it's also like it's not important like as a critical factor because uh, the other two modes are still fine, and the the flying car mode is literally mid transformation with bits stuck on. Yeah. So like you know, get over it. Uh, it. It's a very it's a very mask kind of vehicle mode, which I kind of in, I'm kind of into. Yeah. I'd like to see a mask repaint on it uh, now that they they broke that wall down with those micromasters. Um, oh, put that in my head now. Son of a- yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be, selects. I mean, selects now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron, how, how are you feeling about tracks? Um, like I, it seems like I said, it seems very similar to the previous iteration of tracks, which like makes sense because that was a good tracks so i'm going to make the the grand leap assumption that this tracks is also probably going to be pretty good and because i'm a sucker for for buying everything out of the wave i'll probably end up picking it up yeah yeah i mean tracks is kind of i I mean this is for myself he's the least exciting deluxe of that wave Mm -hmm. but he's also just kind of he's coasting on the fact like but also I just look like a good car that does a good turn into a good robot. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're just a good tra- You look like a good Transformer. So you, you got me. It, it's <laughs> at least a nice thing right now where it seems like all of these are like, oh, yeah, she's the least attractive supermodel. It's like, well, still really good. And, like, and, and also Kingdom as a toy line feels like th- a true high point of, the, of this trilogy. Like that it really mm-hmm. is just like at least for the deluxes, like just good deluxes. Uh, with, I think uh, all of them. All of them feel like they like they've gotten the flow figured out. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's 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 nice stuff happening, and especially going off those Q and As, uh, the various ones, the collective response of like Kingdom is also finally uncorking the ceiling off of generations again to be plural generations. You know, uh, if this just carries forward to whatever they do next, that makes me uh, kind of hype for what they're going to be working on. Mm-hmm. 
speaking of hype, I have some hype for this Rhinox that they revealed because I think he looks like a good Rhinox. Uh, there's a lot of comparisons being made, obviously, to the one from um, I want to say 2013 or 2014. He's the, the thrilling 30 Rhinox, uh, which I haven't really done myself because I'm like it's, it's so far removed, and I'm like. I think this one's just going to be fun, but this Rhinox definitely seemed to be uh, the weakest of the new mold hits for a lot of reactions I was reading. Um, Aaron, I'm curious, like, how are you feeling about uh, about this Rhinox? Um, that's a good question. I don't dislike them. I I think it's like. I think the last time we talked about toys, it was you know it was like Rhinox is what was left, yeah. And and I think he's I think he's good. I'm just trying to remember the the generations one. Like, it was rounder. I, I don't think the yeah it was rounder, but I'm trying to think of like I, I'm trying to do that that work in my head of trying to remember what the generations one looked like. Okay, just finally found an image for it versus what did he look like in beast wars and i feel like this one again is more towards the like beast wars like animation than than the the generations one was yeah like like i'll the, the thing i will say that like i i get it is like he is faking the chest you know the chest isn't the lower jaw of the the rhino. Yeah, but you know. rhinoceroses also don't have whole rows of pointy teeth like a shark does. Yeah, yeah, and like like I, just, I, I, I mean. can I can see little things here and there that could be off putting, but like yeah. I also I would also say remember that the thrilling thirty rhinox sometimes had problems remaining upright. Yeah, uh, and I, I I feel confident this one will remain upright. <laughs> yeah, I'm also trying to find animation. Photo ah wow that's uh, a JPEG from the era of JPEGs. Um, oh, you're hitting up that GeoCities stuff, all right? Yeah, like just about. Yeah, that. I mean, this one's a lot closer than the other one. What like the generations one? His lower jaw just kind of fell into a slot. Versus this one, it's wide across his whole chest, like you know. Rhinoceroses are known for their rows of very sharp teeth. Never been bit by a rhino. Man, man, that's a design from Beast Wars. Okay. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Man, what were we smoking back then? Jeez. I mean, he didn't have sharp teeth as a rhino. They just got sharp when he transformed. Yeah, you know, that's what, when you, when I turn into a robot, my teeth on my chest get sharper. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, well, because you know what doesn't scream like death to my enemy is a bunch of molars sticking up. <laughs> yeah, like Rhinox is a scary dude. He has pointy teeth all over his chest, and his his I, guns have saw blades for literally no reason. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, look at his. If you look at his old robot mode in the cartoon, his legs spontaneously grow like a circle of spikes for no reason. Yeah, Rhinox is a scary. Well, how were how were any of us surprised when he turned evil? Like, yeah, it was scary. It was, it was right there, just waiting on us. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised we've never gotten that repaint. Hey, what's up? I'm your good old pal, Rhinox. I'm just covered in in teeth that are very sharp. Oh, hi, Rhinox. How's it going? You know, those nice <laughs> guns you got there. Yeah, I put saw blades on them. So if someone comes up to me, I can just cut their head off. No, remember, no, remember, no. They're chain guns with saw blades 
and maces. Yeah, I, yeah. Stuck, I stuck maces on too, just in case someone comes close enough to get hit by the maces, but not close enough for me to cut their head off with the saw blades on my high velocity <laughs> gambling guns. <laughs> I'm a friendly. I'm your pal, Rhinox. I'm a good guy. <laughs> and remember, he he was the gentle one on the team. Yeah, that's that's, that's what we call friggin' <laughs> wearing a big old mask. That Rhinox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, TJ, are you feeling the new Voyager? I'm not sure if I am. I like the I I, I like the the width and the girth of the original one. Mm. Like I can see where this one's got some details that would be closer to the animation, but he's also like a little bit thinner than I'd like in the shoulders and some places where Rhinox is generally a bit beefier. Mm. Um, I'm probably gonna pick him up. I don't know if he's replacing my Thrilling Thirty or if I'm gonna track down the Legends. Uh, I will say if I pick this one up, please someone give me some good guns for him because those are the saddest pizza cutters. <laughs> they're, 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 they look great as long as you don't look behind the saw blade. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of stop existing in the in mm-hmm. the profile view. Yeah. Uh, what I, what I'll say is if you pick him up, then your thrilling thirty one becomes IDW's Doctor Rhinox. Oh no, wait, that was Tankorp. Rhinox was. Bi- <laughs> Yeah, I think that Rhinox was. Uh, oh, oh, guess what? It was another Rhinox that did a heel turn. Right. Yeah. But you get yeah yeah you get He's evil been IDW Rhinox. staring at us the whole time. <laughs> In IDW, Tankor's the nice one. He's a doctor who just wants to be heard. Uh. Well, yeah. Then uh, then the well, not the last. I, I was just gonna say the last, but no. There's also well, Rodimus. We've talked a little bit about the last one that we really haven't talked about. Uh, properly yet, the the one who was leaked for 100 years leaked cons every day for 100 years, new photos of Galvatron with new visual distortions now we finally get to see proper shots of him, where it turns out he's just a big beefy man, he's just like, like one could have probably assumed uh, leader class, Galvatron uh, has got a Matrix chain, uh, which is neat, he's got his spaceship as guns two of them, uh and he, and he, I, I really like the cannon mode on him. Uh, it's, it's simple stuff, but I like how much the cannon mode does not look like a man bent over. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel that they, they, they did a really good effort on, on making the cannon mode its own thing, which is important to me with Galvatron's, because Galvatron often doesn't turn out well, uh, for various reasons. Yeah. I think um, it really helps that it's like the, the tank treads that are like kind that are like here stylized, kind of like weird shoulder pauldron armory type stuff ends up as like a midpoint so that the way that his bicep and forearms changes that profile look so it's not like the weird h tank thing where it's obviously like oh this is just like his arms forward and his like knees knocked out and back yeah kind of the worst kind of the worst is when it's a galvatron where it's just his arms pointed down with the treads over his fists Mm mm-hmm and it it just looks like those are his arms. That's the worst for me. Like he just tripped, caught himself, and uh, I might as well be a gun. Yeah, like like this is like I said, simple. This is just the arms folded at the double joint on the elbow. But yeah, that the tank tread kind of cleans it up, and they look like those kind of I don't know how to put it, like those those kind of cylindrically overly overly plank things mm-hmm. uh, these got. Um, I, I think this Galvatron's a hit for me, more or less. Like like he's a little chunky. 
he he has a wide ass chest like no no way to to put it otherwise but it it is clearly one that like you can even see it in the volcano lava photography where when you see him head on that is a really wide chest when he when he is twisted not even 45 degrees that chest looks way thinner all of a sudden mm-hmm. uh, but which... it like does a good job of angling out and back yeah it was my prediction so, so it's not like he's a big box it's like a angular shape it was, it was my prediction ever since uh, year year fifty of the one hundred years of leaked Galvatron photos, where I was like, "This guy probably just changes shape when you turn him left and right in your hands." Uh, and I believe that is the case. And I'm not sure, but like one of their photos, like their their close up like bust photo, looks like he might have some sort of is that maybe like a spring action or something in the between the plastic the the purple and black bits in there oh, or am I, I just seeing I, I can't I think that might just be sculpted with some highlight lighting something okay oh yeah, yeah. Go, go to the one where he's got his hands on his hips that's just purple yeah okay yeah yeah I was gonna say because it looks like that's doing a healthy bit and I couldn't quite identify on the the cannon mode where those shoulder bits went because I, I can see that oh. his like shin covers end up like on the back of the gun yeah, I think the they're under. Mode. I think they're under some of that gray stuff. So does, he does. He does a, a good job then of like condensing and concealing. Yeah, there is one kind of going by some early in hand reports. There is one small bummer, but I'm, I'm going to put that at the end. Uh, TJ, what are you, how are you feeling about about this Galvatron? Uh, it'd be nicer if I could get a look at it when it's not covered in spaceships. Yeah, they they're just putting them all over that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like a tongue in cheek way of getting Galvatron's command ship in there that's like sized for Unicron, but also that is a weird call because it's a gun now. It's a gun now because <laughs> I would because Galvatron had a gun. His old toy had a gun. I'd kind of want that one. Well, that's for... that's gonna that's gonna be in next year's um, accessory pack that's on Pulse for two seconds. I'm I'm sure. All right. Well. I mean, the only thing they're going to do with this is make, like, toy color Galvatron. They'll, they'll throw it into that, I'm sure. Oh, for selects, that would be a perfect fit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, I like the look of it. I was one of those that was worried with the uh, the in-hand shots early on, because there is some weirdness to his proportions. I mean, it was a full century uh, of those in-hand shots. It was a long time. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I, I'm... I am cautiously optimistic, like, for what I expected out of Galvatron. Like, it's weird. It's weird to me. Because there's no way to make an accurate Galvatron. It's just, there's physical impossibilities there. Mm. But I think they did a good enough job that I'm I'm happy with the result. I like how much transforming the legs do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like how little transforming the arms do. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, they don't transform much is the thing I would definitely agree with. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I wish it wouldn't, I'm like, because it's just like, his his arms fold up and then his wrists just stop. And I kind of want, like, something to connect that section of the cannon struts to the rest of him. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. I, I like that he can keep wearing the Matrix even when he's a cannon, because it looks really silly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, does someone uh, someone want to tell him how 
gravity works on Janes? Because it's not that. Well, no, he, he, uh, just, he glued magnets. the Matrix. Yeah, he, he, he has magnets, or he just glued the Matrix to his chest, and then the the, the chains. <laughs> if the Matrix is glued to his chest, then the chain is respecting gravity if it's really tight. Uh, it just seems like maybe you don't do that to yourself. But uh, the the sad thing is, it sounds like the first run of Galvatrons that people have gotten a hold of that were in package have the upper shoulders reversed, so the pin is facing forward. Uh, there is a Twitter thread, uh, that, uh, Ryan Sheehy had shared, um, which I think came off of a Facebook page somewhere, but it is something you can fix, but it involves like toy surgery, which is, uh, on a level that I think would probably be unpleasant for a lot of folks as far as like flexing plastic, but it seems like at least the first production Galvatrons anyone got a hold of have got the pins facing forward up there as opposed to those like dashes, um, those, those rectangle slots. We'll see when we actually have in-hand Galvatrons, but like, you know, just if if that if you see them and they have pins in the front, then that means that there is a little uh, a little oopsie that happened. Um and then that brings us to Commander Rodimus Prime, who we did talk about uh somewhat in our last recording. Uh now I totally see the canopy thing. Like when you said Widow's Peak, TJ, like now I see it 100%. Uh I still think, like, you know, that aside, I still, I still think this Rodimus looks really good for a leader class toy that doesn't have a trailer, and I'm still kind of bummed out the trailer is so expensive. But in that stream, they did reveal something that inexplicably makes me a little more cool with it, which is the, that entire shelf you can pull off the bottom. Like, did you, did you guys see that in the yeah, YouTube video? It's just, it's just like an entire storage shelf. Yeah, it's like you put all like, your bits like in here. Like drawer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, finally hmm. a place I can put all the blast effects. I'll just pull this drawer out and peruse. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Do I want the dark blue splat effect? Or yeah, the, the lighter blue ping effect? Hmm. That Choices. Sh- that undershelf should not be changing my opinion for the better so much. But somehow it is, because I think it's just because now I know there's a giant moving mass under that thing, which is like, all right, there's some more of the plastic that I'm paying for. Now I didn't rah, rah, rah. Uh, but it made me feel a bit better. Also, the big reveal of what was in that sleeper section is nothing is in that sleeper <laughs> <Yeah>. section. <laughs> when I yeah. saw that, I was just laughing my head off after all that speculation. Uh but yeah, we, we we talked about him a bunch. But like uh, TJ, uh, any, did your opinion change at all with any of the the lingering details we've seen now on on Rodimus? Uh, not especially. The things that bug me still bug me. I don't like how far out he sticks from the trailer, which seems like it's gonna just gonna be how it is. Mm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like like it, it, I I don't see where his like fin could like push forward enough to actually make it look like the car could go any further back. So I think that's just what we're stuck with. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty um, sure like it's, it's right up to the end of that slot. Yeah. I mean, I do like how much they tried to get out of that trailer. I like that it actually works as a trailer with like a door and a ramp and they put little fake hydraulics in the doors. And low. there's some detail in there. That's cool. Mm. I like that they did some more things with the cannon. You, you know, you can mount it on top now. So he's just a rolling death Winnebago. It's got little treads that, so you can, you know, just mm-hmm. have it exist on its own, which is makes me happy because I don't like that thing that much. It's his <laughs> roller. Yeah. Yeah. It's his death roller. Just a no, lot like, less I, I'm, I, I'm happy with what they tried to do with it. 
Yeah. You know, and the fact that, like, okay, it can all fold away and then it's just like a battle. It's just like a repair platform thing. They tried. Like, they tried to get, they tried to milk that for as much as they could. So I, I, I'm getting more okay with that much of it. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, all, all the all the ports in there, like between the shelf and all the ports on the inside of the trailer, I'm like, this is at worst a very lovingly made storage um box for, mm-hmm. for bits and pieces. Uh Aaron, any any changes on your end about Rodimus? Any revelations? No, I'm just sitting here finding um stock images of like G one Rodimus, and it really feels like they maybe just took like the the thesis of this Rodimus is like they took that one, grabbed its nose, grabbed the back of the Winnebago part, and just kind of pulled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that might be part of it. Like I mean, like the 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 biggest difference is the fact that the G one Rodimus had its fin come in the middle of the top of the glass of the of the like Kari part of it, it and this overhang. one is behind it, right? But it still had overhang like it still is similar lines yeah just pulled out like stretched out versus i don't i don't i've seen some people like push it a little bit further of what they thought it looked like and it's 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 very very similar in i i'd say general lines short of what's nope that's the fans project Add-on That's nonsense. very different. That's a very yeah, different. That, one. that one's very different. <laughs> I thought I'll, my Google image search was a little bit tighter than that, but all right, thanks. The, the more I'm looking at the 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 Rodimus uh, car mode, the more I'm thinking that um, that canopy maybe doesn't open, and that it was just like I mean, like I said when we were talking about Lenny didn't actually work on this one; he was just kind of making an educated guess. Uh, I don't know. There's a pin knocked through it in the back of the can in the top corner of the canopy. Like if you look at the CG model, I guess so. I just I don't know where mi- the I I think there might be one there that is independent the... of that transformation joint yeah. that's forward of it. I just like, I don't know how that would function as a, as an axis of movement though with the back of the canopy like the top back corner. Like if no, you, so if you... so if you're looking at that CG model. Yeah. I wonder if if that silver piece is what that hinge goes through. So that opens up, but it looks like there's other stuff plugged into the canopy. Yeah, like that goes downwards from the top of the canopy. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I was because I was looking at if that is hinged, then that inter, that part that you can see inside the plastic piece might be a further hinge connector but i don't know it's all i just want to i want to i want to step on the expectations before i potentially blow them out of proportion uh because i'm sitting here trying to look at other things it looks like the canopy ends up inside his back yeah because the that that hump on the back of the individual car mode is his backpack basically like that folds up turns 180 goes down over the canopy um because that's how the hot rod version Mm -hmm. works uh, I wanted to say actually that individual car mode is still the highlight to me. Like I think that actually looks really cool as bigger Rodimus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate that he doesn't need the trailer to be Rodimus. That's actually my favorite part of this the whole thing. Yeah, 
uh, is that 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 little car that car mode has an identity now? Yeah. Um, well, I think that also helps with like what their kind of ongoing thesis has been for quite a while. Of like, if it has other accessories, for the most part, those other accessories aren't required. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's only because that's like what got us with um, cliff jumper bumblebee mold that like that that like car chunk yeah. was a thing that was required for it because everybody else, you know, sure. Huffer has his plate piece that helps hold him together better, but he can totally just be Huffer without it. Oh, so. it straight up has paints and sculpts underneath it if you don't yeah. use it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, it, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, because that, like, that sets us back to, like, the Headmaster days, like, in G1, where mm-hmm. you lose one piece, you're out your entire toy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm into this Rodimus in the long run. I think that, like, I'm going to gripe about the trailer being expensive until I buy him, and then once that money no longer exists and I forget it ever existed, then I'm going to be like, yeah, this is a cool Rodimus I, I somehow ended up with. Some past version of me bought. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But yeah, those those were the big uh, the big kingdom reveals. Uh, the other big pulse reveal is uh, Hasbro original property Transformers Shattered Glass collection uh, is being launched with a comic book. Uh, so the so here's how I'm this is how I've understood this right now. These are only up for order on Pulse. However, the Pulse versions of at least the deluxes might be out elsewhere in slightly different packaging without the variant cover comic book. The comic book will also be out outside of these toys with a normal cover. It was a little oddly complicated, this Shattered Glass project they're doing, uh, during which we also, I think, learned the, t- the, the term capsule, was it, they kept using? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which sounds to me like an internal term, um, as you know, stuff tends to be. It seems like capsule is something we that one could use in place of how we tend to say subline. Yeah, uh, it actually is a better word, I think, than subline. I'm just so used to saying subline. Yeah. Um, but uh, the first one we saw was Blur, who has a new head. Looks really good. Um, I don't know if I'm like like I'm not going to order these off Pulse. It's, it's too prohibitively expensive for a Canadian like me to order these off Pulse. With how I don't mind Shattered Glass, I'm just not like over the moon about it. If I see that blur or any of these in like an EB Games, then hell yeah, they these seem like total impulse purchases to me. Uh, they just revealed Shattered Glass Megatron. Who uh, guess who's back? It's Siege Earthrise <laughs> Megatron, baby. Uh, he's got some add-on parts. To pull off a shockingly decent jet mode. <laughs> um, not to like take the focus away from Blur immediately. It's just like, I don't know what there is to say about Blur other than they kind of, you know, they pulled off the head sculpt, I think. Yeah. And then the colors are neat. I, I This Megatron really is like, he's adding two wings and he's using a cockpit piece to hold his legs together. He's, he's basically transforms his upper body and then his legs just stick together and you put a cockpit onto them but it kind of works oh you kind you kind of flip his feet and point his toes yeah yeah you make it into a shape uh and, yeah and i was talking about this with some folks like this this is something that i thought we were going to see more of 
Um, cause this is what, this is kind of the siege, uh, shockwave play pattern of making use of all those five millimeter ports to have like add-ons that can go onto a vehicle mode. And I thought that with, with shockwave, what we would see down the road is like, oh, we might see like a Voyager who has one alt mode, but then you plug a bunch of parts on it to make it like for the, for the redeco. That's, that's its new alt mode. Uh, and that's what we're finally seeing with the, the Shattered Glass Megatron. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna tell someone they're wrong if they can't not just see a half transformed toy with accessories stuck on it. Uh, I just think this is like, this shockingly pulls it off really well for, for that being the, the bullet points. Uh, it's kind of a bummer how much of a cream white he is. Like, it, it looks, uh, I saw some jokes going around that he's like pre-yellowed. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's very warm white. <laughs> It's very, uh-huh. very warm, creamy white. Uh, but yeah, I, I, again, if I saw this at Neebie Games, I think I might just grab him because like he he really is pulling it off. Um, and it's also really funny to me that like Shattered Glass is like, yeah, it's a fresh Hasbro product, fresh Hasbro project, Hasbro original project, Shattered Glass. <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking forward to the comic book. Uh, it's, it's got some uh, some good folks working on it, seems like. But uh, Aaron. How are you feeling about this new Shattered Glass project? I, man, so much taint from yeah. <laughs> it's got a whole some lot of, those of words. It's got a whole lot of what we call the old stinky Pete stuck on it. But yeah, uh, remember pa- past that, like. I guess my problem with Shattered Glass was that it rapidly just became a, like, this is just opposite world, um, story-wise, at least. Um, like, as someone who, who felt that way a whole lot, what I'll say is, like, you know, to kind of to check myself, that is also the entire thesis statement. Like, to what degree can, I, can one really hold it against I Shattered mean, Glass? Mm- Except for, like, what it's miming isn't necessarily just opposite world. Like, Mirror Universe in Star Trek is not just opposite world. It's, it's like, here's, here's the, the, the central tenet will take something, flip it, and then kind of build off of that. And I think I think Shattered Glass, like the more I dug into it, the more I, I think like they 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 did it um, more than I think we thought they did. I think it, that we were presented with better not later enough of, down the line. But I, I don't I don't think that we on like we were presented with some of its best stuff. Uh, and this is like this is no offense meant, but like it seems like a lot of the best Shattered Glass stuff was in the prose stories that I feel Fun Pub really <sighs> did not front that well. That they always buried on their website or hid in other places, yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, I'm the one who said the stinky Pete, so I guess I'm not one for subtlety here. But I, I don't feel like the prose stories were fronted all that well. In that, I didn't know some of them existed until FunPub no longer had the license. Mm-hmm. Is is the way I would say it. Uh, I wasn't like looking for them actively, but I I feel like one could have fronted those a bit more heavily uh, to the and, and put a little bit more credit on the folks who were writing those stories. Uh, the other thing I'd say is this shattered glass is a new shattered glass story, according to what I understand of the comic book. Uh, it sounds like it's a it's a a new five issue take on it that isn't quite as um, sprawling. Yeah, there's. 
I, not sure. that I'm trying to sell you on. I'm not trying to sell you on either. Like, <laughs> I think I I think it's neat. I just there's enough other bad feels in 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 me about a bunch of that to really want to to jump on it. Yeah, the the jank on the, its the price junk, point. The junk nonsense of a lot of that uh that little history also is closer to home for you than for me uh, in yeah. very specific ways. Uh I mean, uh, so I, I guess it is. It's only thirty seven dollars, which is just a little bit over what his price point would have been without all the extra parts. Like yeah, it's three extra it, parts. Like, if if you think this is neat, like go for it by all means. I I I think that it, I I'm sitting here like recognizing my own issue of if this was <laughs> framed in a different way, I probably wouldn't have nearly the same issue with it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can acknowledge that, but yeah, I, I think that's that's gonna that that's something that like you know I I was a lot harder on Shattered Glass, and I recognize you know this many years later for me at least that like a lot of that was a lot more based on a, a very small number of, per, of human personalities uh, that had nothing to do with the actual mm-hmm. Shattered Glass project uh, as a fiction project. Uh, but yeah, I also meant to call out the the alternate cover they did that Guido Guidi did is Megatron doing the him jump pose that optimus always does which is cute uh tj how are you feeling about this this fresh shattered glass project uh blur and and megatron and whoever else they're doing this this brand new thing that i've never i've never even dreamed of before brand new they got t-shirts for it they got a comic coming out whoa it's brand new (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think i do think it is fun that they're 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 kind of going back to the shattered glass thing now like the thing i got annoyed with with uh, shattered glass it wasn't so much like it was just flip around the, the persona and that's your shattered glass version uh it was more like we want to reuse this for a bot concept but we have no logical reason to so let's make it shattered glass i agree <laughs> that's, <what I'll> say. <laughs> that's where shattered glass started getting like really frustrating to me and i feel like that's another reason why this one exists because what else would you do with that blur I'm trying to. Well, no, yeah, that that's a blur that is very resemblant to another blur. Oh no, what you do with that blur is do a a toy prototype colors RC. That's what you do. (laughs) Oh god. Uh, Oh, that that toy would not be pleasant in those colors. I I was going to say that's actually another thing in favor of this shattered glass project is that it's just an entity existing on its own. Uh, Mm. It's not a it's not a vehicle for other toy reuses. It's not like a once a year. Um, at the time, BotCon sets felt very much like this is our only chance to get some truly weird, interesting Transformers. And then if you were getting disconnected from the Shattered Glass concept, it could become a sort of irritating thing at the time, is what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, then you'd see like Action Master Thundercracker and Glit, and then be like, no, that's not, that's not Action Master Thundercracker. And you're like, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's the fun thing that I think is easy to overlook. He's got a ton of new parts to give him this somewhat Energon, Megatron-esque vehicle mode. He's still got all of his parts for his normal tank mode. Yeah, yeah, he could just... He's he's technically a triple changer, right? It Really, it just depends. Do you use the sword accessory, or do you use the jet accessories? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I... yeah, like, like, yeah, like, you've got, you've got two forms for him, which I think is pretty cool. 
yeah, it's a it's a hey true uh, a true another true triple changer Megatron. Um, I think if there's one thing about him, I would have changed. And like this, they can't. They they there's a limit to how much they can do. His head sculpt is still too evil. <laughs> oh, it's, he's. I mean, I, he's straight up scowling, and I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you can say that considering that they already retooled Blur's head. Yeah. I don't think I don't think asking for them to just like soften up his face would be that hard. Yeah, it's just he like he just looks really mean because they did a really good job with the head sculpt for for Siege Earthrise. Uh so I'm like it's just it's a little it's a little much like it's Look, hard they for put me the to... mo- they put the money in the new accessories. <laughs> can we just get a little like uh, make him smirk? Make his make his eyebrows uh, level them off so they aren't so angled downwards. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a minor thing because yeah, he he has straight up new pieces that are that are already you know taken up that that kind of add on stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of excited like just to see what else they reveal, like who else they're doing. It sounds very much like they're doing Starscream. Um, he's all lined up to go. You know. Uh, it's not that's going to be the real change from from the shattered glass norm because that would just be probably Earthrise Starscream. Uh, I'm curious how that would look just in Jetfire colors if they're going to go you know stick to at least the color schemes. Um, and I mean, a white Tetrajet would be interesting. That would be cool. Yeah, now I'm just realizing there is also the whole Siege one. It's, I I think I just written well, off. Remember, the, well, remember it was it was Cybertron Starscream. He's yeah. that was based on the Tetrajet. I think in my brain I had written off the idea of the Siege one getting another repaint because there's already so many repaints of it. It's a seeker. You're right. Okay, now say that again. (laughs) I just couldn't imagine them repainting, you know, a generic seeker like more than seven times. It just seems unrealistic to me. We're talking about a fun pub concept. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Seems unrealistic to me, honestly. They do. They're going to come up with all the storms, all the rains, all the mild showers, all the like, all the like mists. You know that like not quite rain. I have that, but it's definitely not fog. It's like drizzle. A, it's the drizzles. No, was, no, no. The, the the thing that's a little bit less than a drizzle. Mist. The oh, misting. Like sprinkle. Sprinkle. Yeah. Sprinkle. No, Just have to call the, it sprinkle. The, the, yeah. No, no, no. Because sprinkles is still drops. I'm talking like the the thick fog that you walk through. The floor. Okay. That you, I, that I you live like in, get live, wet, but not. I live in, It's not like actual precipitation. I live in Florida. Yeah, that's I know. Every day. Yeah, Haze. I know. Hey, Decepticon. No, that's just that's just humidity. Decepticon, Florida. Coming soon. <laughs> I was even going to say, well, the Siege Mold, maybe it's just out of commission. They haven't used it much. They literally have used it twice for the Netflix toys. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I think I, I just mentally blanked out the Siege Mold. There's <laughs> uh, the thing. There's the thing. Like, I, I think our rumor mill says we're getting a gold bug in this line, which I would be so down for. Because I love the look of Bakan Goldbug. And yeah. I will never be able to afford it. Mm-hmm. So if they want to throw that head and colors on, like, I don't I, know. I, who. I know I'm, <laughs> well, well, I was gonna say Hot Rod, probably. Oh, that would work. That'd be weird, but that would work. I mean, it was based. It was based on Cybertron Hotshot. That was Hot, hot Rod inspired to begin with. Yeah, he was Hot Rod. He was Hot Rodish. He had the wings. Yeah. And little things hanging on his arms. 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I was just I was so I was so busy erasing the siege seeker mold from my brain. I didn't even think about the gold. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the shattered glass stuff. Last big reveals uh, is that they 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 fully revealed masterpiece skids and the repaint reboost, who is distractingly Optimus Prime. Not just for being red. It's not just that. It is the color layout of the robot mode that is incredibly distracting when you tell mm-hmm. me that's not an optimus I, i'm actually it's the blue feet that really do it where i'm like why the, those in the yellow eyes i'm like why did you make it so close if it's not i mean we haven't seen the fiction maybe there will be fiction that explains stuff but he's got the purple border you know he's a decepticon purple border on the figure king image oh i didn't notice that that's spooky <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're they're up for pre-order, the, and not just in their aesthetics. Right down to their price, these feel like this odd return to the early 2010s, where this car robot masterpiece transformer is under ten thousand yen to pre-order. So under a hundred bucks to pre-order. This feels weird, and I'm like, is there going to be some kind of bad twist to this? Like, is there some monkey paw thing that will happen here? Because otherwise, this looks solid. Uh, it, it looks like an alternator to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got the interior, right? Like, all the way through. Um, Working trunk, doors open, there's space for driver and a passenger. I- I think the weirdest thing here is that they're the same price. They're decent price, but Reboost comes with, like, a whole other, like, major accessory. Yeah, and the only thing I can... The only thing I can tell is, like, it... I think Skids' gun folds while Reboost's doesn't. Uh, the profile of that gun looks like it might be that... That same accessory. Uh, I guess because that's what those those cars actually had that little like weird motorcycle thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was I was also annoyed that he didn't give it to Skids because I'm like I'd rather get the whole package with Skids. I kind of like don't... that that Skids with the back door open looks like that might be that same thing, and it's a similar like profile shape. I don't know if it yeah. if it's the same or not, but I could very easily see that being like a the wheel folds down and the handlebars become the barrel. Well, Reboost also has an entire like kind of kind of actually looks henshin cyborg more than Microman, like little little minifig as well. Yeah, a little, little yeah. hologram driver. Yeah, like Reboost is the I mean ob- kind of not objectively, but like. Skids is Skids has more problems than Reboost as well. Like Skids has kind of, I think it's it's animation based, but he has like kind of oddly mismatched blues that stick out more than they do look cool. Uh, and Reboost has like better accessories and like kind of a better looking just overall robot mode um, color palette, as Optimus Primey as it looks. Uh, you, you know the the weird hit I'm getting off of this guy is if Orion Pax came to Earth, not yeah, not Optimus yeah. Prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That I am really curious what the fiction on Reboost will be because like that I do like when they have new characters in Masterpiece, because uh, they're ostensibly filling out uh, more of an '80s roster in a very specific way, but. Yeah, like, like Reboost is, if I was going to pick one, it's like Reboost. And I'm like, this is like the, the the weirdest 
turfing of skids I've ever seen. <laughs> We're like, yeah, we we want we want to make skids. Actually, skids just a vehicle for us to make this cool new character reboost who has all the good accessories. <laughs> I mean, skids has to be like dragged on for so often that even his masterpiece gets like one upped immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, end of the day, I think it's really cool how much of a like twenty t- early twenty tens masterpiece this feels like. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, it's it's great news for everyone who's also been you know a little bit perturbed by the combination of increased price and increased potential fragility in masterpiece transformers in the last few years. There's, obviously, there's no way to know if there's any like fragility on skids till someone gets one or on reboost as well. But I'm like this. This is kind of neat. Uh, that's about it for me, though. Like, I haven't actually pre-ordered them because I don't really want to pre-order masterpieces right now because I am actually kind of spooked about whether they are going to work properly or not. <laughs> I want someone else to buy it first. But uh, TJ, how about you? Are you feeling pre-ordery at all, or are you also going to want someone else to try it out? Oh no, I have sworn off pre-ordering masterpieces i want to know what it's like first i want in-hand reports i want video reviews i want photographic evidence that this thing (laughs) will not shatter into a million pieces upon transformation uh generally for me i'm kind of like i i i very much feel like i am done with masterpiece outside of a very select few characters that might be done at some point yeah you know and one of those characters is not skids I, do you get uh, the? Do you get at all the inclination? Like I'm also have gotten this vibe that like reboost is also there to attract people who have a similar mindset, who are kind of feeling like, as far as nostalgia, it's like well, I'm getting all the nostalgia I want out of the mainline generations now. Like reboost feels almost like this additional draw of like, hey, here's a fresh character with with the the Vespa, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kinda. I mean, I I will admit like. Reboost looks like the cooler toy. If I were to pre-order one, it'd be him. Yeah. Yeah. If I just wanted a cool transformer that looked good, like, yeah, he's definitely got one up on skids. I was getting the feeling, too, like, in all the marketing, too, like, they they make Reboost look cooler, like, right down to the posing, even. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's skids. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Yeah. So you can put skids in cool poses, though. Like, they always have skids can, just, like, can chilling. You? I hey, I can. Maybe I'm just too good at it. One of the stock photos is literally him lounging. I know! <laughs> there's, there's weird vibes coming off this whole thing. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about about the, the masterpiece, whatever Car Skids turns into? I can't remember what it's called anymore. I mean, like I said, I this to me reads more as an alternator than a masterpiece. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure why. Like it feels like at this point it would just be like what's the scale is 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 the difference. Yeah. And and I have a bunch of alternators in a bin that I'm trying to find the 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 time and energy to put up for sale. Although that's kind of the same as a lot of my masterpieces right now. So that might just be telling where I am with my toy collecting. Uh, that that's the quiet call for people who are listening who want to buy alternators and masterpieces. Yeah. Just start PMing Aaron, like, hey, I want this, this, and this. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have something. I don't know. And then just ex- and then when Aaron tells you how much he wants, you just send him the PayPal. No questions asked. Yeah. 
Those are valuable alternators. $300 alternator smoke screen. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think that one might have sold way back when I was burning out a bunch of stuff for uh, Andy Roo, So. Oh, okay, okay. I guess I guess all skids and reboots need is like some kind of interlocked front steering for the the front wheels. Mm-hmm. That's like the one missing keynote. It's a Honda City because that's what's on the front of the car. The word "city" is there in giant letters on the front license plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, it is a first generation Honda City turbo. I, I only just now saw the the Honda symbol on the front grill. Mm-hmm. But I, I did recognize it, so hey, I know cars. Uh, anyway, that's that's a that's a little chill news catch up. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then uh, let's let's head back in and uh, hit a couple listener questions and etc. Uh, before we close up. Uh oh, it's me again. Last time I asked all of you guys, gals, NB pals, and everyone in the gradient about personal epiphanies you might have had about. Just collecting toys and Transformers uh, during uh, our year plus of very interesting times. Now I'm going to go on to a parallel track. We've, generally speaking, I think a lot of us have have lost hunting grounds uh, for for toys and also lost a lot of the, the monetary, actual, literal money. But that said, I'm curious, did anyone make any miracle finds, any any grail purchases, to use that dirty word, uh, or, or just did you, did you get a win? Did you get a toy collecting win, despite uh, the circumstances of the last year? Conversely, uh, did you get, I mean, this falls under win, did you move something along to someone else? after staring at it uh, for however long you stared at it? Did you find yourself happy to let a few things go that you felt like, you know, now that I've spent more time with them, my, my, our time together is done? I'm just curious about that, what, what your wins were, whether they were gains or uh, not losses, but let's say pass-alongs. Uh-oh. Oh, those, uh, those silly past selves are coming back again. I better get out of here. <laughs> we're going again. We're going, we're going again. We're going straight in again. We're going hard in again. Cause we're back. Hi, everyone. Uh, we're going to do some listener questions here. And, uh, let me just take a look. Oh, no, I didn't put the long one first. I, I put it, there's, we'll get there. Uh, our first listener question here is from, uh, Butterboy22 on Twitter. It says, hello to the crew. I'm coming to you from the deep cut side of Patley City with well wishes and a question for you all. During this long year of quarantine, I've been jumping around old episodes of the podcast to pass the time, has the reference to episode 360, but this is where I will sneak in and say thank you all for the time and effort of making this podcast for all of us fans. I know it means the world to me, and I bet others as well. During these re-listenings, I have come to the horrifying realization that Power Core Combiners is over 10 years old at this point. This has caused me to look back to things I have missed in the past and wonder, are some of the older toy lines still worth picking up? To be specific, I started collecting around Hunt for the Decepticons, but stopped getting toys as a kid after the Unicron trilogy. This means Universe, Classics, Alternators, and even pre-MP10 Masterpiece completely passed me by. I know now most figures from Classics have been redone, and Masterpiece Third Party has nullified Alternators, but are there still gems to be found? And with that, I'm going to head out. Hope you all have, and all the fans have a safe and healthy 2021. Click. My immediate... Okay, so I'm going to lead off with saying my whole thing about selling a bunch of stuff was not with Butterboy 22's in mind, however, however, hit me up on Twitter. You know, I'll I'll, I'll tell you what I got. I might make some deals. I, what I'm gonna say, alternators not entirely nullified. 
any any no, alternator not at all any alternator character who is not classically a car is still interesting mm-hmm. um and or any non non cartoon character in alternators is also still interesting overdrive is amazing uh, or Deceptive Charge, or whatever version Aaron's selling. I'm not sure. That's a weird way to yeah, put that. I think I have both of them. And one of them I got the bootleg uh, drive shaft for. Oh, from original third party. Yeah, since it came with a shield and, uh, damn, yeah. a shield. Yeah, for those... Because they suddenly decided that they didn't want weapons in their car line. Yeah, for those who don't know, Overdrive originally came with his engine attached to a giant rifle barrel. And then when he came out in America, they're like, oh, that rifle barrel's no good. So they just took the rifle barrel off, leaving him with an engine with a handle. <laughs> Supposed, supposedly it was the North American branch or whatever of that car manufacturer that was like, yeah, I don't know if we like weapons yeah. uh, on our toys. Yeah. <laughs> they just uh, had an engine block with a hinge. Yeah. yeah. Alternators is, is also like, if, even if you don't buy them go and you haven't looked into alternators, alternators, look back at alternators packaging as well yeah. like that line went through three wildly different packaging styles mm-hmm. uh well that that bubble top where it was like a whole single piece oh, over yeah. top of everything yeah yeah the, yeah the, the fish globe thing yeah where the only cardboard on it was like a presentation platform yeah because mm-hmm. originally it was it was like blue boxes and then admittedly the red boxes were similar to the blue boxes until you realize there was a i think a big size difference between the two um, mm-hmm. Like a yep. notable amount of air in one of them compared to the other, and then the fish bowls, which were so weird. Also, alternators, uh, rumble and ravage, mm-hmm. super worth picking up. Still, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, other other old stuff. I mean, like, I mean, there's there's so much cool stuff from from them late, like the aughts and the in the early 2010s. Because uh, I guess pre MP10, MP10 was 2011, I think, or 2012. 2011. He's 2011, I think. Um, do you guys think pre-MP10 Masterpiece is still worth poking at? I, I think that is one that one could leave to the past, unless you really like Kawamori's Starscream. Um, like, MPO1 is... Like... It's like a touchstone? He's, yeah, that that is a relic toy. Like, that's neat. Like, like that's one that, like, even if you don't have, like, interact with it, because that... Ha- that rolling from that time i remember my mind being damn blown with like the pistons on the ankles and elbows and everything and to hear the couple of times that uh aaron archer has talked about like when when that was like first posited of like could you do a hundred dollar transformer yeah for collectors and hearing him talk about like the process of of going from you know, making, you know, the Unicron Trilogy stuff into, like, make this die-cast behemoth. Not, that, not even finishing the, like, this was, that came out during the Unicron during, Trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, like, that was the stuff, like, that was getting designed at the same time. Yeah. You know, and then to come to this, and that was just like a... He's, he's also, like, he is more of a Chogokin piece than a Transformer, like... He, MPO one is is a fascinating thing to mess with right mm-hmm. now. Uh, it's just I think MP Megatron from back then highly highly forgettable. MP Starscream from back then only if you're a Kawamori nut. MP Grimlock from back then, like uh, if you can get the Japanese one with the apron maybe, but otherwise Studio Series Grimlock is hitting so many of the same notes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah. I don't... But there, there are definitely things from from that time frame that like a bunch of the like reveal the shield, yeah, stuff is is interesting. Like if you could get some of those like original classics, like when that line first was the thing, like man, those were. That was an era because we it was like the first time that we'd gotten like man I I'd really say like you know if you've seen the the hit that we've had with like this new trilogy of of lines like kind of that like hitting the peak of the roller coaster and now like looking down at all of this track that's coming ahead of us like that was kind of the same type of feeling at that time because you know before those first classics things we'd only we'd never really gotten a line that seemed quite as aimed at fans yeah i i think like it was it was always just kind of the kids toys i think if one were to actually go and start collecting stuff from it though like like what i would say is look for stuff that doesn't look like anything out right now very specifically because there are some really unique pieces from that that kind of that era that uh are a little lost to time now in the line like that's why you know uh, rumble and ravage from alternators there is nothing like those two in transformers Mm -hmm. right now uh and and not not as an insult to the line it's just they are horrendously unique um Mm -hmm. and in in like early classics like that's a lot of early classics in, in like universe. That's more stuff where I'd say just try to like if you have a friend who's got some, eventually like poke it, yeah. poke at theirs. Uh, don't really you don't have to track down a lot of that stuff because um, some of it hasn't held up. But I'm just trying to think e- even stuff from the early like Octone or Octane or whatever. Oh yeah, or no, the universe, he was called the, Tankor. Yeah, yeah, he was Tankor because they didn't have like the Decepticon Octane or yeah, whatever back yet. Yeah, because that's where we got IDW Thin Tankor and. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that like that that, that version of so, him is some, not like amazing. It's it's neat for its its flight mode specifically. Um mm-hmm. but like there there's there's if you if you have existing generation stuff you like, if they existed in that version of classics, it is neat to kind of go back and see like in a way just how incredibly uh wide a step we've taken in just ten years as far as like what toys can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go that far back, there's definitely some gems that you can pull that I think are still yeah. like because we we you know because there's a lot in like classics that didn't age well, and now mm-hmm. we have like Earthrise Star Screams, so who, you, no one needs those deluxes at this point. But like, I really still I still really like that Astro Train. I think that's a really fun deluxe yeah. figure. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I th- and it, hmm? doing a quick search, it looks like you can get a bunch of those on eBay, still pretty close to their original retail. Yeah, I s- if they're opened. So I th- I still really like Classics Mirage. Like the posability on that toy is fantastic. Oh, that and, that is a gem worth yeah. getting because that is also that's a Mirage that is like Mirage is never going to look like that again. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be more. Well, also it's going to be more expensive, but if you can get the Fracture repaint, yeah, that's pinnacle. That's even pinnacle. Better. Yeah. Fra- Fracture is the pinnacle version of that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's... Cause, um, Classics Grimlock is actually pretty neat, but I think he's more neat when he's other characters. I, th- uh, I think Classics Grimlock is neat when you realize it's based more on the Pretender mold. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good way to that's a good way to put it. Like it's 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 actually I think a very good toy. It's just like as you know, the classic big beefy Grimlock, like this it looks a lot more like teenage yeah. Grimlock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a flavor of Grimlock we're never going to get again because they're going to use the, the traditional style with the big wings on the back and the head flips back, you know. Yeah. You know, that's probably the last Grimlock we're going to get that does something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, that's kind of the thesis, I think, is like when you look at some of those older ones, look, look for ones that just don't really look like they're going to happen again. Uh, this is a bit of a knock, but like, you know, we're 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 getting really good toys, but we're also... It's a lot more rare to get cool toys that don't look like an update, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And that era of classics, their idea of update was a lot more aesthetic rather than take an old aesthetic and then make it a better, you know, handleable piece. Yeah. Like, they were like, no, what, we're going to just reinvent some of these characters with the spirit of, of the original. Um, that's that's what the, the core tenant was. So, like... like Megatron from original classics, um, whether you get Henke Silver or like, you know, bright green American, like that's also a very unique uh figure who has a very um singular kind of kind of presence to him as Megatron that I don't think exists anywhere else. He's like somewhere between G1 Megatron and Super Megatron. Um without going full super. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, any other ones you guys can think of, or like, like it, it's a bit of a sprawling question. But like, it's it's a neat era to think of because usually when it's like, what from the two thousands should I look into? I always just say like, go check out the uh, you know Unicron trilogy. But like in this case, like that's that's nullified. Like they already got it, Unicron trilogy. If you want to feel really Drum. old, they they got a Unicron trilogy <laughs> when they were kids. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of some of those. Some of the toys from that era that are just easy to forget about, like, it, like in this time, like this time frame, also had animated in it. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I am assuming yeah. animated is is uh, like animated seems to be when a lot of people either got back into it or they got back into it when animated was still available on shelves at the tail end. Uh, animated is one where I just be like, collect the whole line. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that easy. Mm-hmm. Simple. Just buy all of it. It's easy. Because uh, I'd also like to bump us to our next question, because this one, uh, I have a twist on this one for you guys. But uh, this next question is in, in one of those ones that is intimidatingly long in the the post I made that is the topic list. But uh, this comes from Destron Supreme. It says, Dear Even Team, amusing hypothetical. The Transformers brand is splitting at the seams. Desperate, Hasbro funnels all of their energy into a new show. With the action uh, genre saturated, this will be uncharted territory for Transformers, an animated sitcom in the vein of classic Simpsons, i.e. a ripoff of it. So here's my challenge to you. Cast characters into the major roles. They're still Transformers with recognizable personalities, appearances. You're just putting all the focus on satire and exaggerated characteristics over action, dramatic tension. Thank you, and keep up all the good work. So this has a cast list of Simpson characters. What I'm thinking is, let's let's do it, but we have five seconds tops to fill each role. So we just got to go with our gut. So for instance, Transformers Homer Simpson. I'm thinking Optimus Prime. <laughs> Yeah, a much I mean, a much it's, less. It's it's he's he's, he's the center of the family. Way too competent for Homer Simpson. No, what I'm thinking is Optimus Prime 
if you if you peel the layers back and realize like Optimus Prime at times was wildly incompetent, <laughs> but he he yeah. got he 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 got past it. He got to he got to cruise along on his charisma, which is the Homer Simpson story, right? Like Homer Simpson's oddly charismatic. <laughs> he gets to cruise along. The cosmos always makes way for Homer as it does Optimus Prime. Um, Marge Simpson though, uh, Wheeljack. Yeah, I was yeah yeah. It's the 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 one that takes care of everything, but sometimes also causes problems. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. That's a wheeljack. Uh, Lisa is Perceptor. Yeah, yeah. yeah Perceptor no, was one in my head. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Per- um, Perceptor, Perceptor, or Nautica. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was I was because we've been talking about classics. I was still stuck in G one mode, but I could see a Nautica as a Lisa as well. I'd say I'd say it's an either or. or hey, maybe let's do double Lisa. Um, mm-hmm. Bart. Hot rod, <laughs> crummy, crummy youth hot rod. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. so hot shot. Yeah, hot. Oh yeah, hot shot. Yeah, hot, hot shot. shot. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's actually specifically the jam version. Oh, Armada yeah. hot shot. Armada hot shot is an eternal Bart Simpson. I see that. I can see that. Um, Maggie Jolt. <laughs> hot shots minicon Jolt Maggie. There you go. Doesn't have to be that. I'm just... <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm thinking for Maggie, it's either it's if it's not Jolt, then like I think the natural brain path. You start th- you start thinking, who's a tiny transformer that can barely talk and can't subsist on their own because they're a baby, and and then you just start insulting existing transformers. <laughs> yeah, any minicon. Yeah, I think that that becomes the larger question. I'll I'll posit to the listeners is. Uh, what Simpsons baby characters are the minicons, which is basically which one is unibrow baby? I'm leaving that to the listeners. Uh, Grandpa. Uh, Cup. Cup, yeah. Oh, man, it's, it's too, it's too easy. Yeah, I mean, that, also, that one, yeah. that one's too yeah. easy. Yeah. I, I was like, going to say, gonna yeah. I was going to say, back in the day, we tied an onion on my belt and we called it a bump and whatever. Grandpa is Netflix <laughs> Megatron. Fashion at the time. Netflix Megatron. No, not Netflix. Grandpa is Machinima Megatron. No, uh, no. Yeah, he's he's a uh, Machinima Megatron. Is Grandpa when he still has hair in the flashbacks? When the flashbacks went to the fifties instead of the eighties? Y'all know that's a thing with the rolling timeline. Oh yeah, they had an episode uh, some months ago where they flash back to Homer Simpson's youth, and he was a youth in the nineties. <laughs> <sighs> it's really messed up. Uh Flanders. <laughs> I want to see Megatron Flanders, honestly. Um it's not very creative, but I want to see a Megatron who's I want to see a situation where Megatron's the really friendly one. Um that that would that would be regular Megatron cuz then you have older Machinima Megatron as the grandpa and the twist is Flanders is is Homer's brother. There you go. There's the twist. <laughs> I don't know, do you guys have a better one? That's just where my brain. I, I, I want to. Um, I want to see chipper, um, slightly irritatingly uh, pious, left-handed Megatron. I, I can't. I can't think of anyone that like overtly like, friendly. Shattered glass Megatron, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a good uh, Gridman reference. That's a very clever Gridman yeah. reference of yours there. Um, Mo, uh, here's my rule: cannot be 
Starscreamer wheelchair. Okay, yeah, McAdam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much on. Um uh, where was I? Mrs. Crabapple. Uh that's not Starscream, that's a different seeker. Skywarp. That's Skywarp. Mrs. Crabapple's I think it's Skywarp, personally. Like she's got that it can't be it can't be Starscream, but I get that's that IDW Skywarp, mm-hmm. that tired, like ah kind of feel. Yeah. I almost feel like it's like uh like post Geoxys IDWRC. Yeah, yeah, I could. Where she's I could, just yeah. fed up with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's she would she would fit in there too. Like that, just the, yeah, the very like. And she might run you through with a sword. Yeah, like I really don't got time for this. I could kill you, maybe I will, but if I don't feel like it, like you might not be worth it. Lifting this whole sword up, eh? Uh, this is an interesting one. I can't think of one, Mister Burns. So I kind of have a combination between these two. Yeah. Between Mr. Burns and Smithers. Like, Mr. Burns would be Soundwave in that Smithers is Shockwave because he's the one that's really doing all the heavy lifting. Also, See, of that like my, pair. My my head went to Galvatron and Cyclonus for that. Oh, damn! Yeah, that's oh, better. Damn, that is that's much really better. Good. Yeah. I, I retract my statements. That's perfect. That's pitch perfect. I, yeah, you can't touch that. Uh... That's a good one. Uh, okay, Krusty the Clown. That's that's actually where my my uh, specifically IDW IDW two or actually either IDW Starscream is fitting in there for me personality wise. I don't know why. I'm thinking, I'm thinking sardonic and also yeah, like not able to maintain human connection. <laughs> yeah, when he when he's visible, he's ha ha ha, and when he's in the back, it's just uh. Yeah. Um, that, that, yeah, that feels like that feels like uh, like the, the the actual like president Starscream. Yeah, yeah, very president yeah. Starscream from yeah IDW one. Um, and the final one here, comic book guy cannot be Fissitron. Uh, that's too. That one's too easy. I think. Oh, comic book guy is 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 like Rumble and Frenzy. Yeah, they give me that vibe. They're just they're just, they're just picking on on meaningless crap. Mm-hmm. And they're like they're they're both they're both they they both are like dressed up head to toe in in like identical colored uh, hoodies and tracksuits because they want you to get their names wrong so they can tell you you got their names wrong. Like they're 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 constantly like, oh hey Rumble, no no actually I'm Frenzy. <laughs> I know you thought you got it, but <laughs> we uh, switched color schemes. Uh, you could have told you could tell which one of us it was if you'd looked at the color of the internal circuitry detailing on our forearms and shins, but you didn't, you nerd. Uh, that's that's the feeling I get from Rumble and Frenzy. Uh, and that's the list. I think we I think we pulled that off. I feel good about that. <laughs> Uh, listeners, you can have a go at that too, obviously. Um, although it's, it's more fun if you don't give yourself time to think, I think. Uh, and our, our, uh, third listener question for this week, last listener question for this week, uh, is from Unicron Supreme. It says, hey guys, I've been listening since episode one. Enjoy the show. Appreciate your work and dedication to it. Thanks. I guess after so many episodes, it's finally time to write in some questions. So I'll keep them short. Number one, what are your toy hunting habits and superstitions? Do you always hit certain stores first, walk a certain path in the store, things like that? Do you collaborate with local sightings boards? Um, I'm going to say, let's, let's answer this timelessly. Cause right now I'm sure the answer is more like, oh, well, you know what I'm out and about if I don't feel like, 
you know, I, I just do anything as long as I'm out and about and avoiding crowds. <laughs> uh, I think my main superstition is if I'm at a store that has a toy aisle, I have to go to it because obviously if I don't, then they're going to have everything. That's that's my really mm-hmm, bad one because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's utterly irrational. <laughs> And also, you, it, ne- you it never, never know. pans like, out. It never pans out. <laughs> like when that's the motivation. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's it's a it's a it's it's a Schrodinger thing where like they are both de- devoid of stock and fully restocked at the same time. As long as you don't check, yeah, right. It, it dri- I like it drives me nuts. You know, in like in not in a defensible way. Like if I do, like you know, pass through a Walmart and just leave, then I'm like, what if? What if, what if they could have been a, could, the leader Magnus could have been in there, and I haven't seen one. Yeah. Oh no! And then you start imagining, like, no, they had fifty of them. They had all the ones in town were there, and now they've all been bought. <laughs> um. But Aaron, what about you? Do you have any any weird uh, habits or superstitions? Um, like when I was when I'm actively on a hunt. For something, it'll be like I'd check the Indiana sightings board. Um, it's not nearly as, as active in the last few years up in this region as it once was of Indiana. Um, but then it would just be like, hey, I know the like the shortest path between all the places in town that have regular toy aisles. And it would be that loop, basically. Mm-hmm. And... Th- I don't know if there'd necessarily be any superstitions. Whenever I go to a place that has a toy aisle, short of like the grocery store that has the like quarter of an aisle that's all the stuff that's under ten dollars, like yeah, I'm going to go and take a look at them. You know, when we went to Walgreens for my shot, I know that there's, you know, Walgreens exclusive Transformers, so I'll go and like look at that little bit there. You know, um, yeah. but no, it's just you know when there's not a horrible. Yeah, pandemic out there it'll be like maybe a couple times a week like if i get off of work early on a day it might be a hey i'll hit the like the meyer the walmart and the target that are kind of on the way like they're on the way home for values of on the way home um you know a little bit out of the way uh to from the straight line but close enough that like oh i was just going to pick up those last ingredients i needed for dinner wink um but really it's it's one of those things it's more just um like repetition and getting it every time you know you'll see you know sometimes you'll see people on twitter distraught that like oh i still haven't seen whatever and then you kind of probe a little bit more well i'm only going to look like twice a month and it didn't show up and then i saw the like the overstock or the overpacked you know the 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 kingdom rc that's just a repack of of the previous things rc uh some scalper got to it first well no you only looked twice like that's it's not you know you're not hunting for it you're grazing for it yeah i mean and and uh I'll say also, like, just for when I go out, like, I, I check the Cybertron.ca, you know, Ontario sightings, and I'll, you know, talk to folks. When we were all mobile and moving around, mm-hmm. we would collaborate of, like, hey, I saw this at EB Games, and I'd be like, oh, I know how to get to EB Games from here. I'm going to go check that out. Like, that would I, – I actually don't very often just go on blind toy hunts anymore. Like, I, I – in general, I, I need to – I, I need to know there will be some kind of fruit born of the labor of going and browsing somewhere. Um, 
Which I guess is also why, like, you know, one would also combine it with, like, well, I need to go get groceries anyway. So it's like, well, if there's no toys, Mm -hmm. I still came home with something. Uh, which is not actually that healthy. The more I think about it, that like I need a I need a, a prize um, to have a reason to go out. Like I have trouble just going for walks for the walking's sake. Like I need to have to go get like you know, a, a, I, have to, I have to get some pasta or something. Or like oh I need I need fresh bacon for a sandwich or something like that. Um, TJ, what about you? Do you have any any uh, habits or superstitions or the like? So. After I've sacrificed the badger, yeah, uh, I usually check. I usually check the sightings forums because I, I, I have a few that are active at my usual uh, little spots. But like, especially right now, like if I'm going to go look for a toy, I know I have to know that it's going to be there when I get there. Because you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have any like particular superstition. You know, like, oh, I have to, I have to come up the aisle from the east, or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, but the aisle goes north to south. Then I'm climbing. I like, always use, I always go down an escalator to get to the bottom floor where the Walmart toys are at my local Walmart. Every time <laughs> I use the escalator to go down a floor to where the toys are. Never before have I just jumped. I always use that escalator. It's a superstition of mine. <laughs> Yeah, I've never really had anything like that. Like, it, it, like uh, outside of like that exact same idea. Of, like, well, I, I guess I've got to go to an actual store. Um, I'm always in the toy aisle before I am in there for what I actually came for. That's the other thing is when I, especially if I'm on my own without other people, it's always the toy aisle first. It's like I just want to rip open. I want to rip open the gotcha machine. What's in here? What's what do you got? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I'm like, all right. Well, I guess I was here for something else, right? I'm gonna... <laughs> Yo, I'm here for fudge sickles. I can't go and look at toys after I've got those in my cart. They'll be melted. Well, no, you got to go to the toy aisle first. Because what if someone else goes there yeah. while you're in the store because you didn't go there first? And what if the... exactly? It's <laughs> insane. This is really weird. You'd be the picking mo- up it... your cinnamon toast crunch, and there's a kid walking down with the last Megatron in the aisle. You fool! Yeah, then you gotta then because then you gotta figure out how like okay, how do I throw the the cereal box at the kid so it looks like he's the one who walked into the aisle and knocked himself over so I can take his toy while he's like, ah, yeah. my head is bleeding. Don't <laughs> get his parents mad at him, so they put the toy back, so now he can't have it. And guess what? <laughs> I can get his parents mad at him. Like you just pull in like some <laughs> kind get of you little turd. You're pulling some psyop where you're like knocking stuff yeah. over next to him and then hiding, so they think he knocks. <laughs> the the worst part is there's probably some scumbag who's done that <laughs> in real life. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm no sure. Doubt. I'm sure. No I'm doubt. sure there is. I I've been around Toys R Us's and the classical Hot Wheels collectors that uh, I remember the stories. S- storm the doors and get fussy if you somewhere out there are listening to this and you also perform psyops on children and their parents so that they put back toys you want you gotta calm down and buy a few more pop tarts eat a peanut butter sandwich get your get yourself a little bit in order i, I was gonna say go die in a fire but yeah we can do yours <laughs> i'm all about i'm all about growth and, and rehabilitation eat a peanut butter sandwich uh Anyway, other question. Huh? Eat a peanut butter sandwich if you're allergic to peanuts. Well, no, don't. There we go. Uh, we're, we're both good. No, we're both good. Move on. 
I have to say on the record that I, as an individual, do not want you to eat a peanut butter sandwich if you're allergic to peanuts. That is that is purely for you know, the legal department. I need to put that out there. Question number two. Aside from future floor polish and whatever a spudger is, what else is in your Transformers toolbox? I had this question actually off line, or not offline, but off of the boards and off Twitter recently, uh, of someone who, who just thought spudger was a weird word some of us were saying, which I can understand if you just hear a bunch of tour reviewers saying it, but um, just just for for the sake of, of, of information, a spudger is a tool commonly used in electronics repair work. Uh, they're very inexpensive. It's basically a plastic flathead tool with a, uh, a, a, a pointy bit on the other end, not sharp, but just a pointy bit on the other end. <laughs> They're in computer repair kits. You can get like 10 packs of them anywhere you go. Any computer shop is probably swimming in them. Any uh, electronics repair shop is probably swimming in them. Like they're used to prize open things basically uh, in a safe way, uh, as opposed to using like an actual flathead screwdriver to prize open things, which can be very dangerous, both to the thing and to your human flesh. Uh, so a spudger is that. It's a, it's a prizing tool. Um, and they're very inexpensive. And I recommend everyone get some. They're also very useful for applying decals, because uh, again, they're a thin flathead that is not sharp. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key thing. Um, so, for example, um, Unicron Supreme uh, has a Leatherman uh, that they use to cut open boxes, remove packaging straps, work screws, and occasionally file a part down. Uh, I mean, for me, really, it's just the spudger. Like, I can do everything with it that doesn't involve screws. It's it's I guess the spudger and then the a JIS screwdriver, a JIS screwdriver. Um, since that's a lot closer to what a lot of actual toy screws are, um, th- those would be my main ones. Um, Aaron, what about you? Um, yeah, uh, so I have my multi-tool that has a pair of small scissors in it that is great for all of the various toy packaging binding stuff that, I mean, I always, I always have that multi-tool on me so it's just kind of there and then beyond that yeah like floor polish for what's too tight or for what's not tight enough screwdriver sometimes for what's too tight oh shock oil is the other one i should have mentioned yeah yeah shock oil yeah and uh like beyond that that's about it the one other thing i I guess i would throw in is um just like uh bits of of fairly thick like 100 plus weight card um those can actually be quite useful for for just j- that and kleenex like little tiny shims yeah or like shims jamming them into a ball socket joint if if it just needs to be tightened and you don't want to use liquid stuff like if you want to see if if adding thickness will even do anything jam a bit of tissue paper in as that's another mm-hmm. main one um but uh tj what about you do you have do you have any any toolbox stuff Mostly everything that's already been mentioned, you know, shock oil, uh, screwdriver, uh, super glue, just yeah. in case. I, I always have uh, super glue on hand. There, there are some thickening jobs that I use super glue for still, but that comes from a place of a bit of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it still is safer to use floor polish in general. Yeah. The only other one I can think of is I do keep a pair of model nippers. Oh, yeah, only- yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only because that gets them out of a box really fast, but I have mold flash issues on a few figures that needs to be dealt with. And yeah, that handles that really nice. You want to know what I do that's friggin' like feral 
just feral monstrous. Sometimes I don't have clippers nearby. And you know how uh, nowadays, like often it's like plastic ties holding a figure in a plastic tray. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just put my finger behind the tie and I just pull until it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that really goes badly <laughs> for my finger. But sometimes I'm like, no, it's fine. If I just pull hard enough, eventually the plastic will give. <laughs> uh, sometimes I do that. So my fingers are also in my toolkit. Um, we also got a, a PS here, if the username seems familiar. Uh, Unicron Supreme once sent TJ a stolen Chinese figure wrapped in twist ties and sent me a Super Robot Wars soundtrack CD. I vaguely remember this from many, many a year ago. Yep, you are still the reason I can't open boxes on camera anymore. uh and pps if you see uh wtf veterans around please pass along my well wishes uh we always we always we always head over to the wtf um retirement home and check in on on some of them and uh, and pass along your cards uh, Mm -hmm. and etc many congratulations to our gog dog for reasons he knows why yeah um i think lupus is losing it Oh, he's, he's. I mean, he lost it a long time ago. He occasionally finds it again, but then loses it immediately. So it's okay. We we always check in with him at, at Gen Con. Gen Con. Gen Con. Yeah. Gen Con. Gen Con. Yeah. Gen Con. Gen yeah. Con. Just, <laughs> I'm yeah. losing it. I give him and his husband big hugs. Uh, hope. Hopefully, we get a. Oh man, that's another thing we've lost with Gen Con not happening. We've lost our lupus uh, check. Gen Con is theoretically happening in 2021. They keep talking about what would you need? And I'm oh, like, okay, but I mean, everybody needs to be vaccinated <laughs> and hand washing and like thermometer stations and reduced capacity. And, and so far Gen Con has been like, we'll follow the state of Indiana's guidelines. And I'm like, so we're all screwed. You know what they need to do is just is run it in December. <laughs> Well, they they pushed it. They pushed it back, um, like six weeks or eight weeks. That like what month is that? It is late. It is later in the year. What month is that? Though? So, uh, um, is that still in the summer? If it's still in the let summer, me, let me September, <sighs> September sixteenth to September nineteenth. Bump it to October. Maybe we got a deal. Maybe. Oh. No. Also, I mean, I mean, I mean that this goes to the other thing. Well, even if they run it, very high chance that no one outside of America is going to be making it there anyway this year. So yeah, uh, I I will say at least on Gen Con's part, like I need to remember to do this before too late is like you can just send them an email and say, hey, my Gen Con twenty twenty tickets that got automatically pushed back to twenty twenty one. Can you please push them back to twenty twenty two? Yeah, uh, and they say okay, or they can um refund your your ticket um to whatever the people was that to or to whatever the payment was that, yeah. that did it like blanket statement convention runners are dealing with a lot of crap and i feel for basically all of them on mm-hmm. a on a broad scale level it's mostly i it's like i know you're dealing with stuff we all know you're dealing with stuff and if we don't know educate us you should be able to do that mm-hmm. without making your hotel mad but like at a certain point, it's also like, okay, look, look, Fan Expo, this chipper tone is just actually off-putting me. It makes me think you don't care, Fan Expo. <laughs> or like, American Convention, when you just say, well, we'll follow the state guidelines. It's like, listen, you have a lot of states. I'm not from there, mm-hmm. and I know some of your states are not doing a good job of this. So that's not yeah. helping me when you say you'll follow the state guidelines. I don't know what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that could mean a lot of things. 
<laughs> Say something a little Indiana more Indiana State guideline, guidelines at times of bit seemed like, just don't sneeze in other people's mouths directly. <laughs> like, well, damn, I did that all the time. Now I don't want to come there for that reason. I'm boycotting your show until I can sneeze in mouths. Uh... Anyway, let's uh, let's let's finish up with uh, this this week. Just because we we had a bunch of toy stuff to cover and went on a bit, I just wanted to do some on topic. What we got this week? Uh, mm-hmm. I got. I mean, I got a very large one. Um, but uh, Aaron, you got me any Transformers recently? Um, I managed to pick up Cyclonus on my trip. Hey, finally! Yeah, you you were faced with the sea of uh, of gorillas for a while. Yeah. Um, I was and still am astounded that there's like three layers of nose cone that all fold up into his torso. It's like aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was as I was transforming, I'm like, oh, that's cool how that flips out. Wait a second. That flips out. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. And then I had to pull out the 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 uh, knife of my multi-tool to get the last little bit of nose cone flipped out. Yeah. I was like, Wow. This just keeps going. That last bit of nose cone is, in fact, my own. If I had a problem with the toy to really cite, it's that it's actually kind of irritating getting that very last little bit out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was the one bit that was a little bit frustrating on it. Um, I wish that it had like the base of it had one of those like chunky tabs that you can just get out with your thumbnail. Over time, I found it loosened up enough that I can like thumbnail the thing out more easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I needed I needed a spudger to do that a few times, and I actually don't like having to use a spudger to transform a toy. It's a it's a yeah. thing that kind of irritates me. Yeah, I was sitting there. I I, I think that there's like a little tiny like indent notch yep. on it that you're maybe supposed to use, but I feel like it was too tight and not big enough of a notch. Like I would have preferred like an like a a peggy type of one that you can get some more leverage on yeah or or at least so that you can get like torque on it some kind of thin hooky sculpted bit on his guns because i i don't want to use a spudger because it doesn't come with the toy i'm fine using a gun to get a piece out because it comes with the toy it's a really weird i I think i tried to use one of the wings of the gun to get in there too and it just it's it's like too it's just the wrong (laughs) shape just a little bit too fat but yeah he's got a lot of good touches to him. I like the fact that his wings have a, a fold-up panel that changes the wing silhouette size from his alt mode to his robot mode. Yeah. So that it's still there, but it's not nearly as big and blocky. So there were a lot of a lot of cool touches to him. Um, the only thing that like kind of made me side-eyeball him a little bit is the fact that his like knee joint is kind of weird and floaty. Mm-hmm. Because it's like he's got thighs, and then he has the bridge piece to his shins, and like that joint sits at the back of his lower leg. I really wish it had a detent click, at least like something yeah. to tell me this is where it goes. Because that, that it is very floaty, and I don't think you gain much with, from it. Yeah, with with posing, like what I generally end up doing is like half transforming his legs, so it didn't look like he had two weird peg legs and two like galoshes boots mm-hmm. that he was just kind of dancing over. And, and it, that's just like the kind of odd geometry of the way that it also like compacts up for his alt mode. Yeah. And it's, it that's, that's like the only eh, that I have on him. Yeah. It just, just a soft detent spot so that like it had a defined robot position would mm-hmm. have done so much for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is that all for you this week or anything else? Uh, yeah, I found the Starscream, but that's still sealed. Which the one? one that's the heavy remold of Blitzwing? Oh, I I have been hearing from people that if you start like really looking at them side by side, there is no Blitzwing on that Starscream. Actually, <laughs> that shocked me when people were reporting. Okay, that. well, I okay, even the gun I, is different. I was, well, it's the it's the shared skeletal design. So, uh, so for, that's for that's what I always Blitzwing was saying. Or, and people are telling me it's not even that. Like that there is like there's maybe the barest hint of that. Like that it's it's a toy that looks like a retool that is 100% not apparently, and not even in the skeleton way. I haven't messed with okay. one, but that's what I've been catching on Twitter, and I'm like, this is. <laughs> making me a hundred times more interested <laughs> to mess with Starscream. My, yeah, mine's still sealed. I got it the day before we took off on our trip. Ah. So it stayed home and it just, it's it's on the pile of stuff that needs to be opened along with like both of the Ectotrons that I have that got gotten and then just got behind and now it it's just like, it's just like that Steam catalog oh. of games where like, oh, I have all of these games and uh, I really should play these, but I got this new one. Mm-hmm. That's where I always get really jealous of, of gamers, uh, digital gamers in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when they need to experience, when they want to experience a thing, they're like, "Yeah, I'll get a piece of software that takes up no physical space." Toy collectors, on the other hand, even if you want to get a cheap thing just to try it out, now you have a, a, a three to six inch tall piece of plastic that is taking up physical yep. space. It's not man. If we could get digital toys somehow, VR toys <laughs> with tactile feedback, yeah. Giga, giga, gigawatt, gigawatt is in that pile as well. You're gonna, hey, you got, you got, you should just. Uh, I, I, I just, I just need to, like many other things, I just need to like block out a day to do that to like compact a bunch of the random stuff in my collection room so that maybe something can be done with that space um burn like 12 long boxes of comics that i have no idea what i'm going to do and i've not messed with in four years five years i don't know we got to have some listeners who are down for just like purchasing off someone a long box we've got i know we got some comic book people who still listen to this yeah maybe you know, like it's like with magic cards where you're like, well, I know I have a couple things. I know it's worth at least this much, but buy all of it. <laughs> you sort yeah. it out. Um, Maybe if somebody gets really interested when conventions happen again, I can smuggle a couple of these boxes across the border and and just dump and just, a bunch of like G.I. Joe comics push, or whatever Darryl, some of the sideways nonsense I was getting. Push Daryl from Transmissions against a wall and go like, you're going to give me 50 bucks for all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your problem now. Uh, all right. Well, uh, TJ, how about you? Any any uh, fresh Transformers stuff uh, lately for you? Uh, I do have a couple. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got uh, B one twenty seven. Yeah, I love they actually went for that name. Mm-hmm. So it's a cliff jumper remold. No surprise there. Uh, which is like uh, heavily based on the. The, uh, the Jeep Bumblebee in the first place. Yeah. It's... He's okay. Like, I like the vehicle mode a lot. It's way more, like, Alien and Cybertronian uh, than, say, like, Siege's attempt on Alien and Cybertronian. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's like the futuristic aesthetic I wanted. 
Um, a lot of panel to him. A lot of folded up backpack. A lot of translucent plastic that frightens me. I I remember I, the the side by side when Cliff Jumper came out. I have, I haven't messed with Cliff Jumper or or B yet, but I remember the side by side where I was like, man, the Jeep actually pulled this off a little cleaner. Holy moly! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Jeep's a lot cleaner. Um, but yeah, like forty percent of the figure is translucent plastic. If you don't have the same fears of that stuff as I do, I will at least say it means that in the vehicle mode, he's got a lot of parts that are a different shade of yellow than the rest. <laughs> Canary yellow, mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, yeah. Like who'd have thunk? So That's it's a, a, it's a, yeah. Like especially with things like, like everyone, every report I've seen on eighty six Jazz and how often that toy's been breaking. And then I look at this figure and this like it has like impossibly tight clear hinges. Yeah, like this is the, this is the part where I feel like this has gone too far. Uh, well, this, is, one, this reminded me. I wanted to, to share uh, one of our our listener Dirge one twenty one in the thread for episode five ninety nine has shared. I'm unhappy to report the clear plastic on my Earthrise Battlemasters has all started cracking. I pulled them out of storage to sell them. Slitherfang and Double Crosser both have bad cracking. Sound barrier seems okay so far, but time will likely tell another story. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I hate about this stuff. Is like he's ha- he had it in storage and it just broke. All on it, all on its own. It just decided to self-destruct. Yeah, and given that sound barrier is okay, I think it also is the uh, the I guess frustrating thing of it seems to depend on very on various hues of plastic as well. Like some of you know, depending oh. what the color mix is, probably oh, affects I'll tell, it. I'll, t- I'll tell you, the darker it is, generally the more the more solid it is, the more longer it lasts. Yeah, it's like if it's if it's like a if it's like a clear translucent color or and and I just mean like just either a very transparent color or just completely clear. It's broken on me more off, you know, a lot faster. Yeah, it's a bummer because like like no matter the climate um, or or various the humidities, I guess specifically that that affect that kind of stuff. Like when it's hinges, especially if it's pinned hinges through clear plastic, it's it is kind of asking for some trouble. Like I think, I think. The technology advances with the years, you know, the ability to do that becomes more more of a thing with the years, but it's still like, it just takes like a few miscommunications with mass production for the micrometers to get wrong, you know, for, for what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, that's the yeah, end that that is a shame. Uh, yeah. Like, it's a cool looking toy. If it was all solid yellow plastic, I'd feel pretty good about them. Mm-hmm. Like... I know. Like I, I, I like him well enough. I hope he holds together. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I have hopes. Like, like, I, I always like even with jazz. Like my jazz, I still have hopes that, like, you know, I, I know that that's a thing. So, like, I'm, I'm pointedly not applying lots of pressure to it. I think those battle masters, even if you're not using them as ramps, I think just the fact that they were designed with with clear plastic on plastic as friction hinges is just mm-hmm. a is even down to construction is probably a problem. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would guess like, like maybe there's a chance some of them were test fit on a, on a, I'm making assumptions now. I wonder if some of them were test fit on like a dummy plug Omega connector, just to make sure that like the tolerances are right on one in every couple thousand. And like, who knows how that goes, you know, goes out there. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> 
I wish there was a way we could get like a more definitive uh, inside track on how a lot of that works, but like it's it's way out of the way. I, I think from what we're ever going to hear. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the pleasant surprise I had was I found Core Starscream. Ooh. Did you did you get spoiled on him or did you get him without knowing? Oh, I I, I don't look up anything anymore. Oh, uh, I didn't, okay. Spoil. I didn't know. This is a spoiler section for the core Starscream. If you have, not- okay. So, how was the experience? <laughs> it is worth doing that. Yeah, it it shocks me. Like it shocks me that for you know for thirty five years they've been coming up with transformation schemes for the F fifteen to make it into Starscream, and they still come up with new ways to do it. My my favorite part i almost didn't do it and then rick rick acker convinced me and he was like i was like i don't know if i should even post this and he was like that's probably fine to post uh so i put i put up a little video on twitter where i just took i had starscream in alt mode and i was like all right spoiler warning this is all this is the tease and i picked him up and showed the underside of the jet mode and that was it mm-hmm. and even then i got a couple people who were like wait what like when you <laughs> yeah. when you when you look at it for a second you're like wait wait how's that there i had that's a core class toy i spent five minutes with the robot mode just going like well obviously the legs pegged together and i can move the tail fins but what the hell i and then i cracked open the instructions just to look at step one yeah and and i was like all right close the instructions guys like i'm not looking at these anymore that's okay (laughs) i will pull on that and see what happens (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had the same experience where, like, I try. I like to give it a go without looking at the instructions, and I couldn't. Because yeah, we we had the spoiler warning, right? Yeah. Okay. One mm-hmm. more time, for real. Core Starscream, if you like transforming toys, is worth buying without knowing how he works. We're gonna talk a bit about how he works. This still won't communicate entirely how he works. I will tell you right now from experience. So here you go. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the I never expected like a vertically opening chest on Starscream with an uneven seam hidden yeah, yeah, in the sculpt. Two <laughs> thirds of the chest goes one way; the other third goes the other. Yeah. And then, and then what I mean, right, is that we said that that still doesn't like really communicate what's going to happen. And even if we spell it out saying that you're going to fold some things multiple times and do a, a Y axis 180 degree spin, you're mm-hmm. think you're thinking person who doesn't own it, who decided to spoil yourself. You're thinking we're talking about the wing pack. We kind of are, but kind of aren't. that toy is like someone was like like the vibe i get is someone was like you want like right after finishing earthrise starscream someone was like all right we need a new starscream they're like we just did earthrise starscream you want to you want a new starscream (laughs) fine (laughs) like it's an aggressive weird transformation Uh, here's the interesting thing about it I mean, aside from all the other interesting things about it. Yeah. I like that I can do it without taking the null rays off. Yeah. It it C- almost feels like that was the, 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 the thing that caused all this to happen, too. Like, that is kind of the major gain of this transformation scheme. 
Yeah, because the, the thing is, he doesn't have peg holes under his wings like a typical Starscream. They just go into the shoulders again. Yeah. But the way this toy transforms, you don't ever have to remove them. And it's very few Starscreams I can remember that, say, that could say that, that you don't have to part form the Null Rays. Usually those Starscreams, like, either just, like, like no, usually those Starscreams have, a, like, a weird hinged system on the Null yeah. Rays. Uh, the, in fact, the only problem I, I, I don't know if, if yours is the same way. I, I know someone else I've talked to had this problem. The one bummer with him is the null ray pegs are just the right width where if you if you um, bump them, they start unseating themselves. Like on mine, if I if I I'm not like pulling on it. If I push the null ray left and right, it is it works itself out of the peg hole um, after like three pushes. Uh. Which I can fix, but it was like the one annoying thing I had with him. <laughs> yeah, he's a little like that. Like, yeah, it's it's not enough to deter me. No, no, it's yeah, it still is amazing, and they even hide the head, like in a divot, yeah. where it's in plain sight but hidden. Yeah, like it reminds me of like like the Universe Two repaint of Classic Starscream, where it's just that black block underneath the nose cone. Yeah. Yeah, like like core Starscream is troop buildable. Like I <laughs> Yeah. It's not like I I well, it, it it's a seeker mold. I'm going to see it at least 12 more times and five of them are going to be target exclusives. I know all this already. Isn't it going to be messed up though if they end up if it's like some other Starscream like they only actually did the core one the one time? It's <laughs> just <laughs> They're like, this actually can't exist in other colorways for the sake of the fabric of reality. Uh, <laughs> the the durometer of plastic that's required for one of those moves is only ag- available in gray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll still do G2 Starscream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just get the frosty gray. Get that nice fl- uh, fluoro pseudo-orange. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you were able to get on, get on him spoilerless. Uh, I've been... I was when I got that figure, I was pushing so hard on Twitter. I was like, "You can't look up the transformation. Like he's got to trust me." <laughs> I wish Core Class was like three dollars cheaper, so I could just push it as like the best impulse buy you ever could do. Hmm. Hmm. Um, anything else on your end, uh, TJ? Uh, beyond that, all my uh, all my transforming pl- pieces of plastic are not transformer. Ah. Ah, <laughs> took me a second. Um, well, I've got I've got a little update from our last podcast. Like the the within twenty four hours, I got Air Razor and uh, Warpath because I don't believe I had. I think I had both of them in transit when we recorded last time. Um, I actually really like Warpath. Like I'm, I, I didn't think I was gonna like him all that much, and I was happy I got him on sale. And then I, I, I actually really like Warpath. I really like that transformation. It's, mm-hmm. it's really complicated in the instructions because the instructions are what I would call overly cautious. Once I figured out like the smooth, like, and I don't know how to describe it really in words, but like there is a smoother way to transform his legs that is not doing ninety degree turns for eight steps. Uh, and once I figured that out, I got to liking him a lot more. I did, I remember when I was putting him in tank mode, the whole time, I was like, what are you guys talking about needing the shield to hold this together? This is, look at all these tabs are working, it's all great. Then I got to the end, and I was like, 
Oh crap! You do need the shield. <laughs> yeah. By like the barest of frictions, you do need the shield. Uh, so I, I'm actually really happy with Warpath. Air Razor is incredible. Like like really good stuff. And similar to Starscream, even though you guys like were describing Air Razor to me a whole lot. Uh, as I recall, I was still really surprised when I was actually doing the motions myself, um, like how well they all work. She is masterpiece tier, hundred percent. Um, but my my actual get this week, I got Unicron from Haslab, uh, and he's very large. And uh, I I spent about three hours transforming him after I got him. Um, not once. That was like transforming him like four times. Uh, it's actually not recommended to transform Unicron that many times in one day because I had a shoulder kink afterwards. Um, because he's actually very heavy and I didn't think about that every time I picked him up to mess with him. Even you can leave him on the stand, but there's times where it kind of helps to tilt him up, you know, to, to do stuff. Uh, so in short, Unicron is a very unique, very interesting piece. I, I hope... I hope everyone gets to see him and touch him uh, when conventions come back. Because I think for 90% of people, that's going to be seeing him will satisfy you as far as, like, your curiosity. A lot of people, you don't actually need to own him. Um, In fact, I would say owning him outside of having, like, a fancy pants display room, the main reason to own him is if you really are into, like, very specific conversations about transformation style. Because he is fascinating to transform. Uh... He he's not masterpiece. He's not a masterpiece toy. He is a five hundred plus dollar mainline toy in a very specific sense, uh, and it's really cool. Um, it's astonishing the way they manage to make his joints work because you can feel it in every single one how specifically toned they all are to deal with the ridiculous amount of weight that each one has to hold up. Uh, I'm I'm really into Unicron as a transforming toy. Uh my only worry is that and, and like I've I've been talked down from this already talking to some folks. My concern is that transforming him invariably involves a bit of plastic flex uh because of the way that the planet shell pieces interlock. You kind of have to flex some of them out of each other. Uh and to me, that just meant, like, I just wrote off in my head immediately. I was like, one day, there will be cracks. But that means it'll be my Unicron. But then I was talking to some folks who made the point, Aaron, it might have been you while we were, like, doing something else. I can't remember. But the point was made that the way they interlock... No, it wasn't you. It was someone else who had one. The way they interlock is also so specifically honed in the design that the plastic flexion is, like, part of the design so it's maybe less of a risk because it is, in fact, part of the functionality and the plastic is perhaps, you know, its density is, is made with that in mind. It's it's not just density, but, like, even the way that the, the framing in it, the structural framing on the underside is laid yeah. out. Uh, the, this is the – here, Aaron, this is for you. This is the one bummer. So Unicron has a, a lengthy instruction book. Um there was a backer update from where we discovered the Hasbro instruction person dedicated was working on it. Aaron, the instructions aren't very good. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the wrong toy to half ass. It's not even it's, like, it's not even half assed. It's worse. It's that the instructions would be better if they were in a slightly different order and about 
twice the size, and it's already in a booklet. <laughs> like, like that's something that should like like spiral bind. Yeah, and 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 because you know that like there's going to be a lot of people that just don't like one shot this thing. So, like a j- j- traditional spine maybe because there there are parts there are steps right that are laid out in great detail in fact twice where they printed the entire step again in reverse for like the other side and then there are parts where they do the instruction thing where it's like take this step one take this step two move it here step three move it here and there are like three more steps in those three steps that are very key that are not written down you kind of have to just into it as they're happening. And I'm like, you had no limit here. <laughs> there was no crunch. You didn't have to fit this on a folding piece of paper. Just make a bigger book. <laughs> and then the, the clincher on that instruction book. I'm so sorry. One day, the instructions person at Hasbro is going to just kill me in an alleyway. I've come to accept this. Okay. Uh, hopefully they get to Aaron first. So I have a moment, right? Because, uh, but Aaron didn't get Unicron, so Aaron doesn't have the fire that I have about this. <laughs> when you get the toy out of the package, right? There's a whole process of assembling Unicron, right? And the instructions lay that out. But then there's a part where they say, "Okay, now just put Unicron on the stand." You can't. The slot is too small. So you're like, well, "What? What do I do?" <laughs> if you go to the very end of the instruction book. They show you how to deploy the trap door that's blocking the stand connector. So at the end of the instructions, they show you in reverse how to get Unicron onto the stand. And I'm just like, there are people who are going to literally break that hinge trying to follow these instructions. How did you screw that up on... The most prestige project this entire franchise has ever engaged in. I was so livid for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and absolutely, go watch a video and you can solve it. Why should I have to watch a video to solve it? Yeah. On a $500 plus crowdfunded piece with a stapled thick booklet of instructions. <laughs> anyway, that... Uh, <sighs> Maybe maybe that can be a panel that you suggest for the next TFCon. <laughs> How to transform this in under an hour. Oh man, I transforming that toy, I was like if there was a way to like get cheap copies of this, like the blind unicron transformation challenge would be incredible. Uh because unlocking his Better better yet, you can you can tell Colin you have two of them. <laughs> How to transform it one way for Saturday. How to transform it back on Sunday. Yeah. Well, the the thing about it, one of the things I love about this toy, which is not in the instructions, is that when he's a planet, especially, but both ways it kind of works, you know, going back to planet mode is like when you have to put a puzzle back into its original form. When you want to open his planet mode, it's sealed. It's a sealed sphere. And there's kind of a trick, like a, a like the Hellraiser box. There's like two certain points. When you pull on these little corners, you secret unlock the planet shell segments to begin to unweave from each other. And it's so cool. Once you, once you figure the trick out, it's like a really cool tactile puzzle box. 
I can't freaking believe that they didn't highlight the two incredibly key unlock points on the instructions. They just say, yeah. pull the planet corner up. Uh, yeah. that That's something that, like, frequently feel that they may be well, like, served in in some of those applications. And I know it, it'd be a step probably too far for what the process actually is. Yeah. But have, like, the first draft of instructions go to, and one copy of the toy, go to somebody completely unrelated from the Transformers team. Yeah, if that was feasible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially like, for Unicron, I see how it may not be. Like, but I'm not, I'm not saying. Well, for Unicron, I think more so with that being a big premium product should have been. Yeah, oh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, e- even even on the like the smaller level things, like take it over to somebody that's in. I'm trying to think of what's about the furthest away from. Pre- not oh, necessarily no, GI Joe because yeah. we know that those guys share, but like take it over to Nerf, My Little Pony. Nerf. Or, or Nerf, yeah. or somebody that, like, is still inside of Hasbro, still has all the same NDAs, but maybe understands the system a little bit better, and say, like, hey, you like Transformers as a kid, right? They were cool, huh? Here's our newest one. Here's the instructions. How do these work for you? To then be able to go through and say, like, well, I understood them, but, like, this and this were confusing. And, okay, I get that it's, like, rotate 180 degrees, but you made it a really tiny symbol in the top corner of the thing. Is there maybe a way that you can call that out better? Like, somebody that's in-house to give salient feedback at like step one, not us having a multi-year rant, and then they got good for a little bit, and then to kind of slipped some more again. Like, go back and find the person that has the ones that were good, and say like, "Hey, what did you do that was different from everybody else, yeah. and how how can we make that reliable?" Because it's it's a thing that leads to so much. Like unnecessary frustration, and on a, on a toy that is over half a grand, right? When yeah. you're le- when it's like when uh, it's especially like, so when it's like, on Unicron, well, yeah. on Unicron, where there's a lot of tension, right? And it's and some of the steps and the instructions just just pull up, and as you pull up, you realize, oh, that tab is actually yeah, I got to pull that piece out first. Like mm-hmm. to do that on a thing that's half a grand to put that level of risk in is like a massive feel bad. Uh, well, plus it's one of those things that, like, you know, we like the videos that don't have, like, chintzy audio or something over it. So you can hear, like, is this supposed to be a a, a click or, a, like, a kathunk or a kachunk yeah. on this motion? Oh, it's supposed to be a kachunk? Okay, I feel better about that, that sound and that, like, physical uh, that happened versus... Like on this other one, like on the other one that was kind of like this, it made like a little tick sound, and that was all that it had for the the joint noise. Well, like, there's also because um, the, there's very scary noises on Unicron. There's another part of the instructions, and I think this comes right down to design, even where they imply when Unicron's arms are on a multi hinged little armature before you lock them into his shoulders. That floating piece contains the the shoulder ratchet joint, and they tell you, while it's floating, rotate his arms down 90 degrees. These are things that are tensiled for five-pound limbs, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't know, and it does not say this anywhere in the book, if you don't know from experience that when you're going to work a heavy ratchet that you want to grip the exact same piece the ratchet is on, right? 
if you just follow the instructions, go, oh, I'll just move his arm down. You're not trying to put all that torsion through a, like, multi-hinged little plastic thing, as opposed to just the plate, if you're not holding the plate. There should have been some in the instructions that says, grip the plate when you move the arm down. In big-ass letters. There should have been a lot of written things in the instructions. And I thought, well, you know, instructions don't have text for a reason. And then I realized Unicron's instruction book is full of English text, but it's all gimmick text. It's all convert to chaos bringer and stuff and a bunch of Unicron quotes. And I'm like, there's things you should have written in here that are incredibly key to this toy not breaking down uh, faster than it will through normal use. Um and and also that arm thing, I eventually realized there is a way to do it where you you lock in the arm first and then move the joint. I don't think that joint was ever designed to have the arm rotating on it without it being locked into the body. There is too much massive amounts of torsion potentially being put through uh, far too flimsy a series of fulcrums. Uh I say this because I know I have read at least one person who already broke those series of fulcrums because of trying to move that arm while it was floating. Um, I'm also going to then say, because it bears mentioning, there are people who got Unicrons that were broken out of the package. Like you do with normal Transformers toys. This, except the thing, you know, about Unicron, where he is a lot more expensive. At least one person, there was a thing on Twitter, someone got a Unicron with a cracked or busted shoulder connection out of the box. Uh, I, I retweeted this a while ago. They emailed Hasbro for help. Hasbro said, yeah, we'll send you a whole shoulder plate. Then like two weeks later, Hasbro was like, we don't have any parts, but we're going to send you some Transformers product to make up for it. Mm. What the person got was a Siege Voyager sound wave with the shoulder visibly broken inside the package. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so the 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 other thing about Unicron is already there's there's gonna be Unicrons that don't work out. The and and I think there is a chance this is not like the actual thing. I think this was just depend it depends who you get in Hasbro customer service. But like a big thing about crowdfunded things, right? Is like they we talked about this with the backer updates. They fall under a certain level of specific scrutiny. When this story was going around, there were people who were like, my friend did a board game Kickstarter crowdfund out of his garage and knew to have enough spare product to account for production errors. How is there? Yeah. How are there not enough Unicrons to account for production error when production error has happened enough times to have a Twitter thread? <laughs> and also, and also, when the instructions don't communicate incredibly important safety tips for transforming him like i understand i understand like you can't just do do a 200 percent production run but like unicron is a special product that needed special treatment that it sounds like it did not get on the back end uh and this is not taking the fire to any of the hasbro people that we all end up talking to because they're not relevant to this process at that point right it's, it's coming at the corporation that's that 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 somebody at the like accounting level that's yeah or you know man- two per two two percent two percent extra production's fine yeah right? or even top level management someone who was like basically someone who treated Unicron as just another mainline toy that happens to be very large 
that is a problem that is highly worth criticism. I think Unicron's a gorgeous piece, and I'm really happy I have it. I love transforming it, which is the last thing I thought I'd ever say about a Unicron toy. Uh, it's a triumph in that sense. Um, it's just like, I have to air these frustrations because th- they are like the culmination of frustrations I've had with other Transformers for whom the excuse ends up being, well, they're not that expensive. They're not that huge. Even the Masterpiece toys, eventually it's like, well, if you're in Japan, you can get a replacement part or something. With Unicron, it's like, what's even the line of communication? (laughs) Anyway, I didn't mean for that to be such a downer. It's just that I have had that instruction book really set me off quietly. I didn't like yell about it on Twitter, but I was like, I was like, how, how could you, how could you, (laughs) especially getting the, the backwards part about that trap door that blocks the stand out of the box? Like, how could you, uh, Anyway, that aside, do you guys have any questions about Unicron? Because I know you guys were uh, didn't end up doing the whole thing. But is, was there anything mysterious about him still? Uh, I mean, I've seen enough people talking about it and and a few other like reviews and the like in your um, off the rails rant here <laughs> that I think I'm pretty well covered. Aaron, imagine now. You, I I almost wish you'd gotten Unicron just so we could have had the shared instruction book experience, like. <laughs> just a just a video out of me of just a burning pile and profane just like unhinged nonsensical profanity it it it, it's like it's gotten worse as time goes on because i got to know the toy better which then made me see even more things in the instructions where i was like how did you not or how did you how did you spend an extra page showing the same the easy steps again in mirror (laughs) uh TJ, was, did you have any Unicrony questions that were still unanswered? Or did I miss a BRB? Did, did, did we lose him? No, no. I'm, I'm trying to think of even what I would ask. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what you would ask. I just figured, like, well, he's the, he's in the hall right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have Is anything. it truly sadness and disappointment? <laughs> <laughs> He is chaos. He does bring chaos. The box is very large. Like, uh, well, I can imagine. Too. It, what did you pure later guy or whoever think about? Uh, I got a. I got when so that I thing did, showed. I up. never got notification that it shipped until one morning. I got a phone call from a FedEx guy who said, "Hi, this is FedEx. Uh, you're home, right?" Like that was the tone. I was like, "Yeah, was like, okay, I'll be there in five. And I kind of sat there. I hate you and any future children you may have. I sat there and I was like, what was that? And I and then like, like the friggin' anime crash zoom on my face when I was like, oh no, because <laughs> I had been waiting for the notification to clear out the hallway, right? For the moment when the box comes in. So there's five mm-hmm. minutes of me like, I need to empty this front hall of all the clutter I got kicking around up here from recycling and stuff. And then, like, I drag in the box, and I think part of the reason I kinked my shoulder is I, I lifted the box over my head several times while moving it around, uh, and it's heavy, but I got it in. Uh, I disassembled that box very fast. <laughs> I was like, what's an unboxing video? <laughs> uh, but uh, Unicron's, here's the thing, afterwards, I was like, Unicron's actually not as big as I thought he was going to be, and I'm not even doing a bit, because the, the box is so enormous, uh, Unicron's planet sphere is is not 
the diameter. Uh, the diameter is not the width of that box. The rings are certainly enormous when they're on him, but if you don't look at the rings, it's like he's he's manageable, you know. Also, three days later, I then got my shipping notification from Hasbro Pulse. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty fun joke to play on me. Like, hey, surprise Unicron. Ooh, 72 hours later. Did you know we shipped him? Ha ha. Thanks, Hasbro Pulse. What's up? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have lots of nice things to say about Unicron. I just don't, you know, now that I got the instructions off my chest. Very wonderful piece. Uh, I don't have Studio Cell. I don't. I don't have the comparison to make. Uh, I don't think Studio Cell would function when he if he were twenty four inches tall. Um, they, they are very different toys, with very different goals. And the shell forming on Unicron is the best shell forming you could possibly ask for. Every, the shell pieces tab into each other to form a, a singular shell mass before you lock it into the legs or the back, like. There's no shell jiggle on him. It's it's, it's very satisfying. Uh, I look forward to the day where, when we're at conventions and y'all can see the Unicron standing in the dealer room that someone would really like to sell because he was very heavy to bring there. Because uh, when you see him, seeing him in person is 60 to 70% of the experience. So to anyone out there who's got FOMO, who's eyeballing those four figure, those four-digit Unicrons out there, don't, don't, until you see him in person... Don't. Because when you see him in person, you might be fine. Um, anyway, that's that's my Unicron bit. Forget instruction. But Aaron, I should send you scans or something. Maybe they got a PDF somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I was going to cap it there. TJ, I'm, I am curious, though. What, what Now I want to know. What, what are your non-transformer transforming objects? I want to know. <laughs> so, uh... Because of a weird bit of nostalgia that hit me, I have been accumulating a collection of rock lords. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I saw that on Twitter. I thought, so I saw it on Twitter. I thought you said you messed with someone else's, but you've been picking up your own. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, the reference I made on Twitter was as a kid, I went to a friend's house and he had rock lords, and that was oh. the only time I really got to play with them. Oh, I missed the as a kid part. I was like, I was like, holy crap! Someone just freaking hard sold you on Rock Lords. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had this like weird soft spot for him for a long time, and now I just kind of like, you know what? I'll just pull the trigger just because I'm caught up on Transformers, and you know, I I didn't buy a Unicron, so I've got the money. So here's a Rock Lord collection. Yeah, they're excellent. Like. I I haven't messed with every Rock Lord, but I I, I have a, a couple. I love those things. They're so they're so weird. They're fun. It's what's weird to me is like there are high demand Rock Lords, and I don't even like because there's the <laughs> Jewel Lords that yeah. are super expensive and upsets mm-hmm. me because I had three Rock Lords as a kid. One of them was the Ruby, and I no idea where it went it's it's entirely just scarcity like as i understand it the jewel lords and the gimmick rock lords were just not on shelves for very long yeah i saw those too like i remember the others from the gobot movie and then there's a couple that i've never heard of yeah it's been fun to go back i got in nugget too and i've got a few more on the way here's what weirded me out when I when I first noticed this on some of the Rock Lords, it's not all of them, but a few have it. What was Rock Lords? What mid eighties somewhere? Yeah, yeah, like mid late eighty six ish. There's a couple of the Rock Lords that have naturally slanted feet. Yeah, 
so they can actually display and stand in a more natural pose. Which Transformers what? When did Transformers figure out to do that? I want to say 08 was when they they had it just in the sculpts. I know there were some like like that had it as when you had added parts to them and go on and sort of tilt, but I think the sculpted A stance started with animated. I think. Yeah, I was I was trying to remember when the Genesis point was. It was like of all things for Rock Lords to be ahead of Transformers on. It's just like the most the easiest thing to give them a natural stance. Yeah. Well, especially since like some of them for feet are just like a quarter of a boulder, basically. <laughs> Most of their parts are a quarter of a boulder. Yeah. There's one literally named Boulder where that is literally the case. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, I think that's a show for us. Um, so uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope uh, I hope at this point many of you are able to get vaccinated up and get even safer. Please continue wearing a mask when you can. Uh, even if you feel you don't gotta, in my opinion, it's better for the group if if we all keep it up. You know, any any place where you're going to be around people in close proximity, you should probably still wear your mask. If you're going to be indoors, wear your mask just because it's easier and safer and better that way. It's also it's also just it's, it's like with with listing pronouns, right? The more people who do it, the more normal it gets. It's 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 better to make it a bit more normal because even going forward. Let's all wear masks on mass transit so we all stop catching the ridiculous winter flu. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I hope you're all staying safe and able to get vaxxed up. If you're in Canada, hey, I feel you. Uh, I might have just gotten my appointment. I won't know until probably Monday <laughs> when it's supposed to happen. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we'll catch you later with some more Transformers talk. Stay safe, and I demand your survival. Yeah.